You are now listening to Nerd Rage Radio with Bobby Skullface and Adam Russman. This podcast is intended for mature audiences only and may not fit with your sensitive sensibilities. You may be a victim of meaningless outrage or you may, in fact, be a big ninny pants. If this is the case, please feel free to turn it off now. This is no country for ninny meat ninny pants. So crack open the mountain dew. Make sure the cheese dough are super fresh. We're in your mother's basement. It's Nerd Rage Radio. And welcome to Nerd Rage Radio, episode 96, which was also a very good year. 96. When I was 15, well, I was it 16. was a very good year. It was a very good year. For small town boys and fast summer girls. You were 16 and 96 as well. At that for four days. For like three days. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. We're back. We got a lot of work to do today. Back like we left something. I know. It's been a, it's been a minute. It's been it a has, busy fucking week. It has been. And we haven't, we haven't spoken much. No. This week. We haven't spoken no, no, much. no. And I'm okay with it. Not taking any, anything. I've been it. lonely. Really? Yeah. Uh, I'm not taking no, anything no. personally. I know like I, I knew you had game weekend going yep, on and all that good. so I was like man let him do his thing I, I'm still trying to get over there maybe next week because next week we'll probably record on Tuesday, Tuesday? we'll record on Tuesday yes, and we'll record Tuesday at your house yep and maybe uh, we'll do the live show with the game after that yeah long as Joe now Joe might start being here on Wednesdays oh really and he's talking about working Thursday Friday Saturday Sunday and then being off Monday, Monday, Tuesday, Tuesday Wednesday. Wednesday. Yeah. Well, that would always put him in nerve rage. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So make that happen, Joseph. Yes, Joseph. So I'm Adam Russman. This is also Bobby Skullface. Bobby Bonehead. Bobby Bonehead. <laughs> Dude, yeah, Trypticon, man. Isn't that wild? It's it a is. a wild story. It is. It is very wild. I'm going to do it for the story time for the Skullface. So I shouldn't ruin it now? No, no, no. You can ruin it. It doesn't matter. Yeah, no, nobody, nobody listens to this podcast, watch your video. Nobody watch your video, listens to this podcast. <laughs> They're completely independent That's of one right. another. Completely independent. People, you know, people leave messages on beer and boulders. Dude, what happened to you? I know. Um, I bet beer and boulders shit starting to spew into my pop culture goodness. I know it's gonna happen. But uh, you know, it had the Transformers stuff spews in here sometimes it does, too. It does. Um, speaking of Transformers, dude, forgot we had to talk about that today. Oh, you forgot we were going to? Yeah. Did, have you read the Gizmodo review of it? Is that the guy talking about how it's a piece of shit? Yes. Like he talks about feces. I don't know. He breaks it. He breaks that movie down to the T. To the T. We might have to read it then. Yeah, it's long, so to speak. Mm. But uh, is it thick? dude, I had to, You know, I'm not a big. That's what your girl. I'm not. I'm a big. That's what your girl said. But I'm yeah. not a big. That's what she said. Yes. I, I usually don't do that one. Yeah. But I had to do it for discussion. Same video. thing your girl said. I do that one. Yes. I say same thing your girl said or same thing I told your girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, you know, dude, one time, I, dude, my guy, my my buddy Sean, right? Sean yeah. M. I got him terrible one time. We always did it back yeah, and forth, yeah, no yeah. big deal. But one time he he was sick and he came to work for like a sinus infection and he like coughed and sneezed at the same time mm-hmm. and he was like, <laughs> and I was like, same thing your girl said. And he was like, all right, man, that one wasn't funny. <laughs> but you ever, um, said, you ever uh, uh, I had one I couldn't remember what it was. I was at work and uh, you know we were doing it for a oh, while. Oh, people get upset. Dude, he got really yeah. upset. It's the mother of my children. I mean, like he got it. It was like. Relax. Uncomfortable you know silence. Mean? Relax. And like, come on, man. Get the fuck over yourself, dude. dude uh, and where's the Shane? Chiller bounce. Yeah. Gee. Um. The um. But, but I, I was saying the. Uh, how did I get? How did I get this? Gizmodo. 
Yeah, the Gizmo. Long, and I was talking about. Thick. Um, yeah, oh yeah, uh, uh, that's what your girl. Uh, so that's, that's what she said. said. Yeah. So I never used that. I did use it recently in a, uh, a discussion video I did, which are like performing really well. I'm gonna have to just keep doing them because yeah. like it. Um, but, easier to record and edit as well, I guess. Actually, the editing is kind of a pain in the dick because I use like a lot of pictures and stuff. Oh, yeah, I do some yeah, funny yeah, stuff yeah, though. Yeah, Sometimes yeah, I don't yeah. feel like like people are appreciating. Like I was talking about the Sunstreaker recently, uh-huh. and I was talking about like all, like all, I was like bigging it up, and then I'd be like, but I'm not buying it because XXX, you know. Yeah. And every time I was like bigging it up, I had like the 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 face option that's like a big old smile. Yeah. And then I'd be like, but I'm not buying it, and it was like. This face would pop up on the other side. All and the there's emoji face that you use as well. So. Yeah. This one, yeah, 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 yeah. The um, so I, but I said uh, I, it just came out naturally, so to speak. But I was like, uh, I was like, I was like, look, the, this knockoff discussion that I want to do, it is coming. So you know, it's just it's just not ready now. If she want to step on toy detox stick, <laughs> yeah, I know. I should have them, and if, if they could get, maybe I'll save it. And they maybe they can get here early on Skullfest or something, and the three of us can do it live as a well. Video. Actually, Tyler might come down. I know, I know. I don't want to give that away. I don't want to give that away. But yeah, okay, yeah. That, that, All right, calm we, down, calm down. <clears throat> take a I'm, deep I'm, I'm getting, I'm getting excited. So at any rate, I was like, uh, I was like, look, it's you know the video's coming. It's just I don't, I haven't had the time, and I want to sit down. I really want to break it down and everything. And you know, some things take longer than others. Yeah, that's what she said. And then... <laughs> <laughs> oh God. You, you, know, you know who's the worst though? Hmm. The absolute worst of the setup. Who's that? Your wife. Oh my gosh, she's horrible. She's horrible. She says the worst thing. I mean, it, it is almost as if every <laughs> sentence that comes out of her mouth, mm-hmm. everything that comes out of her mouth, mm-hmm. so to speak, yeah, is an innuendo. And, it, and it's like she has almost a natural dramatic pause in her in her vocalizations, <laughs> and you're like, I just I, I don't even say anything now. I just do a little head tilt. And then she looks at me, and she looks at Bobby, and Bobby's holding back the laughter, and she's like, "Fuck you guys." Yeah, fuck you guys. She, she like, it's always ridiculous. Like, like you and I, you and I would take it to the nth degree, where, where you, you got to sit there, like, I'd be like, "That's what your girl said," and then you got to sit there, and like, figure it out. How does it work? Oh, that is good. Like, yeah, you know, but yeah. like with her, it's like. So then I just, you know, sometimes I just want to slap it on my face, and she's talking about like lotion or something. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, it, yeah. You know, it's just yeah. terrible. It's terrible. Yeah, yeah. and or, or it should be like, like, you know, is this. You know, they'll be like, you know, how's that kibasa? She'd be like, well, it's really juicy and it fills your mouth and like it squirts everywhere. Yeah, it's, not, it's like, always, like, it's never regular. It's always yeah, extra. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's almost like she's subconsciously doing it's, it. Yeah, it's almost like she gets a kick out of it privately and she's trolling yes, the whole lot. It's, it's been a 15-year troll. Yes. At least. Agreed. That. How many years? 20 21. years. 21 years troll. <laughs> but I really, I don't think that she's gotten bad until recently. Yeah, well, there was a period, I feel like, I feel like maybe she's had, I, I, I don't I don't know if she's gotten better or if she's just not saying as much. No, she's not saying as much. I think she's, she's not saying She's been quiet for the last two years. <laughs> by, the time she gets, by the time the kids are occupied, she just wants to shut the yeah, fuck up. Yeah, drink her wine. <laughs> Leave the fuck alone. Um, all right, so let me, let me jump into Norway real quick. First mm-hmm. off, I saw The Mummy. Did you? It was fucking good. Was it? I was like, Cody had texted me. I saw The Mummy. He loved it. It brilliance. He got a, he got a little defensive, I think. Shout out to Cody. I sent him the I sent him like the 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 Rotten Tomatoes like the first night. Yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. It was like, you know, Well, it, it was going 19, up. It was going up against Guardians. Nineteen percent. You know, and I think that I think right now, you know, I think that, um, what's his name? Tom Cruise. I think Tom Cruise is getting a little residual hate because of all the hate that's going out against the Church of Scientology. Mm-hmm. That that's a, that's big in the zeitgeist right now. You have uh 
the the father who left was on Joe Rogan, which is a big deal. Mm. You have uh, <clears throat> Remy. Yeah, Remy's thing. Remy, and there was, like, she was a couple, on Joe Rogan. She's got more recent documentaries. She's got a TV and... show now that goes about it. You have the HBO Going Clear documentary. Yeah, they're, they're... It's a big deal. Yeah, it's um, definitely in the I public think, conscious. I think Germany outlawed them. Wow. I think there's some country in Europe. Hey, not the first out, thing they ever outlawed. Am I right? That's how it always starts. Um, I think it, it, I think it's Germany, maybe Brussels. It doesn't matter. They're quick to outlaw some shit. But I think that Tom Cruise has has he's hit his apex on his popularity, and before like anything that you th- anything he did was just gold. Mm, you yes, know? yes, yes. Um, and he did it, it like you know what, man? As crazy as a ba- as crazy as a bag of cats he is, there is something about that dude that like I want to watch him do things in movies. Really? You know, like and I, I think back to like the stuff he's done. Like Far and Away was good. Uh, Top, Top Gun was a good movie. Uh, Days of Thunder was a good movie. You know, the Firm was a good movie. Last Samurai was a good movie. You know, um, I've never, I've never been. Uh, I, I think First I've, Mission Impossible. I think I've always hated him. And like, I, I thought about this the other day. Yeah. Just to try to self-analyze, like, okay. where does this come from? And you want to hear the weirdest thing? Like the 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 Ground Zero. What is the Ground Zero? My mother had a crush on him. Everybody's mother had a crush on him. Fine, but I'm saying like some I think people's father had a crush on him. That's a fact, probably. <laughs> but I think that as a kid, I think like taller guys. As a thing. kid, I was like, "You left my father, and you're fucking talking about this guy. Fuck him. It's oh, you know, he's partly responsible in some time, way." Time to let that go. No, I'm sure. But I'm just saying like I remember watching an episode of The Critic. I remember like, um, it stinks. You know, I love John. Lovitz, <laughs> yeah, he's man. great. It can't have a Volkswagen because of Nazis drove. <laughs> You know what I've been working on I re- recently? Hmm. My Donald Trump. Oh, yeah? I do it to my wife all the time. Wrong. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Let's just say something. Like if she's ever in a bad mood, that's what I do now. Well, you, you, I, and somebody says, it's just me a chance. Like, it's pronounced China. But you know what I do is on my side, I do like uh, I do a Donald Trump thing to my wife now, too, all the time. I grab her by... No, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> she, um, like She'll be like, she'll, like you know, we'll, we'll be grabbing stuff to go to the car. You know, and like I'll grab like the like a ton of bags, but it means I don't have to carry that awkward ass baby seat. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. and she's like, "I see you grab the bags," and I'm like, "That makes me smart." <laughs> <laughs> Dude, did you hear about the CNN thing? Uh, which bit? I can I can't keep track. Um, they got caught. This this dude. All right, first off, this is out there. This is fucking interesting. I'm not trying to make a political statement here. It's just interesting how fucked up media is because it is it is a business. Absolutely, it's a business. So you know this guy who does all these like undercover project Veritas, I think it's called. He goes like he was in like the uh uh he, he went to like social services as a pimp and a prostitute to try to get her free health care and so that she Oh with the Acorn? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. The Acorn thing. He did the thing where he went and tried to vote for some, as somebody else. Mm-hmm. Like he, he tried to vote as Eric Holder, I think, like the uh the old attorney general before Loretta Lynch. Anyway, he, he also went as Dick Holder. <laughs> And then um, it's probably some dude who's listening to our podcast. His name is Richard Holder. And and he's, he's like, like, he's like, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so he went to he got he talked he's to been telling his wife for years. It always comes up. She's like, No, it doesn't. They're like listening to it together. She's like, He's like, See, <laughs> I told you. <laughs> All right, okay. I told you, Brenda. <laughs> anyway, so he they got this CNN executive producer mm. talking about the the whole Trump Russia thing. He's like, Oh yeah, it's all bullshit. He's like, there's no evidence whatsoever. If, if there was evidence, we would have found it by now. Wow. This is all about ratings. Have you seen our ratings since we started this? They're crazy. This is coming from the top. It's coming from the CEO. Like we did the, 
the uh, environmental protection thing for like two days and like, all right, back to Trump and Russia. Like, this pu pushes narrative because, like, we're killing it. You know what I mean? And he's like, you know, that's just the nature of cable news. Cable news, that you know. That dude, 100%. Yeah, he's like, he's like, we're only getting a million viewers a, uh, a night. We're like NBC and stuff like that. They're getting, you know, 20 million viewers or something like that. Like, this is what we have to do to survive. It's a business. At the end They've of the day. shown, like, people have come out like about it like from behind the scenes yeah and, and like shown like all of them cnn msnbc yeah Fox Fox, all of them like they, they'll and they'll be like look this is today's agenda like we're given yes it. like yes. this is the agenda yes. we're pushing yes. today spinning yeah like that's fucking yeah. nuts man it's, it's a way it it's a way like. i think it needs to be prosecuted man i agree i think people need to go to i, I think that they're i think that we will get to the point in the future in the in the future, bros. Yeah. Hey, Deb. Look, the future. Um, <laughs> that shit was the best, the man. Best. I think that we'll get in, into the point with like AI and stuff like that, where we will be able to fact, like, validate, objectively fact check stuff with the quickness. Mm -hmm. I think that we will. But there's a danger to that too, because who controls that can control the paradigm of the public. Who watches the Watchmen? Exactly. But I mean, if there's, if you know. We'll we'll see what happens with that, but I mean, people have to do their own searching and research. People that have HBO subscriptions might. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, we'll get to that. But anyway, so now three there's been three people who have been canned or resigned from it now. Apparently, the CNN. Directors of Han Solo. Oh, dude. <laughs> dude, we have a lot to talk about. I know, about dude. I know. This, I'm excited. This, I'm know, really been looking forward to today. We might have to break this up in a a two parter. I broke down the Han Solo thing like multiple articles yeah, like i think yeah, we're yeah. gonna have a pretty serious oh, and there's coverage that sony venom of thing it today too. yeah that's, that's crazy that's interesting that is crazy have you seen how it's gone back and forth yeah like and it's still going like every time yeah, that somebody yeah, makes yeah, a definitive yeah. statement on it yep she come, that somebody one, else that one amy chick comes back like well now pascal or and sometimes, yeah, sometimes yeah. it's five and sometimes and then um holland just fucking got it like because well, they both recently were, well we're gonna get there we're yeah, gonna yeah get there. We're there. anyway so these people are fired cnn is like like on fire right now mm -hmm. they don't know like they're running around like fucking crazy mm -hmm. um and i'm gonna like, cut my bangs i know i know <laughs> <laughs> and like now the president's like like he's 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 cut the video off the daily brief like no no videos i'm not gonna let you guys sit in here at grand sandwich i think he's fucking gangster dude it's crazy and i i just think i, I don't just, i have mixed feelings on that i i hear you but it's like at what point like there's so much obstruction of what, like, I don't care if it was Hillary Clinton running the government right now, mm. right? At one point, you need to let them fucking do their job. Sure, but you I do I, mean? I do feel like, and I don't want to get too involved in a political yeah, yeah, yeah. but I do feel like if, if you're going to criticize the media, right? Yes. Like, if, if that's, like, one of your, your hardcore standing platforms yes. at the moment, and then you're not going to allow what goes on for media coverage to be documented straight up, and now you're relying totally on their subjective bias to play into writing it. Well, I feel you know, like that's still they're still they're still there to speak with them. This is no video. Right, but right, but I'm saying like if 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 the video is shown, now of course you can spin video also. Yeah. I, and I agree. Yeah, yeah. But if if the video is shown and you can see it in its totality. Yes. Then you can make an objective decision on that. But well, but if you're not allowing that video and I'm just coming in and then now I'm going to report what was said, now I am I can't interact with this and not put a subjective well, spin it, on it. It's interesting. Uh, that is actually um, so. The first big te television political event was Nixon versus Kennedy debate, mm -hmm. right? Everybody who was there in the audience and watched it thought and listened to it thought Nixon beat him hands down, right? He he was more articulate. He had better points and whatever else. The people who watched it because the way the lighting was and because 
the colors of their of their their suits and that Nixon was a little sweaty because the lights were kind of right on him and not on what's-his-face and was casting like kind of shadows on him. Everybody who watched it on television thought that Kennedy won. And it was a huge change in like the political landscape of how that stuff is viewed that like it's kind of like that Emperor's New Clothes type shit. Like people believe, you know, they believe the hype. So because of the visuals there, everybody thought that Kennedy was the better, you know, the better person where Nixon was the kind of the smarter, you know, more articulate more in the no type dude and it changed the course of history and changed the course of that election well you know so i just made this point it's like so when there's that visual aspect there's something about visuals that because you're 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 being forced you're being forced a certain image and you're not you're not listening and building building your own world yourself it does change your perspective of stuff so i don't know if i'm not saying it's a good thing or a bad thing but i am interested to see if it does change the way people think of stuff because you're not gonna see shitty shitty sweaty Sean up there. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Well, you know, like, there, is, be there, is, there is one thing that's like, it's actually is historic about that debate, the mm -hmm. Nixon-Kennedy debate, is that like, Kennedy actually felt a fair bit of guilt in how that was received and made it publicly known. Yeah. It, like, it started fucking with him. Yeah. Like, and he started going a bit crazy about it. Mm -hmm. He said it blew his mind. <laughs> uh, no, no, I... Not this is off subject. Nick, uh, Nixon is a pretty fascinating individual, and Kennedy is a pretty fascinating individual. Mm -hmm. Like behind the scenes, like I, I didn't, I didn't realize that like Kennedy once he got in with a little mob help, you know, you know I think he's still Illinois or some shit, or Wisconsin or some state. Like he did not do what he was supposed to do. Like they were pissed. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It, it's it, like he he did the right. He wanted to do exactly, the right thing. exactly. Like get rid of the CIA. Well, that's what got Bobby know? killed. Yeah, it's crazy. Anyway, let's move on. So the mummy. Back to the mummy. Back to the mummy. <laughs> it was actually really good. Like, really? like um, all the cast was good. That chick, bro. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. my god. Oh my god. I got a thing for that type, dude. Let me tell you. You might need to just. You might need to just go watch it because of that. You know what I'm a big fan of is like the the belts with the flowy cloth hanging off of them, bro. That and you know the, the interesting bit about that is that. Let me see. You know, like people like side boob. Yeah. I like side butt. Oh yeah. I'm oh, a big yeah. side butt oh, guy. Yeah. Well, let me tell you. So, they. Also known as the hip to doctors. <laughs> <laughs> Top of the leg to some. Um, it's a Rob Reiner uh, reference. You can shove it up the top of your legs. Um, butter! I don't smoke. That's a disgusting habit. Oh, <laughs> Mouth noises. Yes. Anyway, um, so... In the beginning, you know, she was wrapped up and cursed and like locked up, and you see that little bit of the thing. So as she wakes up, she's all shriveled and whatever. She like sucks the life force out of people, which is actually terrifying. And then once she sucks life force, she like rise and like, like her victims become like her Lord mummies. Vida. I know it's tight. Rise. Anyway, throughout the movie, her You remember that? Yeah, yeah. Um, her uh, her robe, like her um, wraps, <clears throat> get more and more tattered. So at the end of the movie, she's like she's basically naked, but but it's hot. Yeah, sure. Hot. I'll, I'll, I'll um, take it. And like the tattoo thing, but it's it's an interesting story. And like I'm really uh, I, I'm really hopeful. Like if you guys are out there, and go just go see the mummy because I think this dark universe stuff has some Potential. fucking merit. Yeah, I, I I'm really disappointed that. I think they picked a bad time to go up against Guardians. I mean, Guardians just... And I, you know what? I, I do want to go back to talk about Guardians, so remind me to bring that up, because I got something to say about Guardians. I've been, I've been going to Toy Store here recently because of birthdays and shit mm -hmm. and, and parties and whatnot. Sure, sure. I, 
I think Guardians is my kids' generation Star Wars, hmm. without a doubt. That's interesting. Um, but it was good. I think Tom Cruise did an interesting thing. The movie was fast-paced. It didn't. It, it was. He did some jumps. No, I mean it wasn't. It got to where it needed no to jumps? be. A few jumps. A few jumps. Yeah. One or two. Okay. All right. In the very beginning. <laughs> um, but it it was it was an interesting relationship. It it did not go where I thought it was going to go. Okay. So even the title of the movie. You don't even know what that means. All right, well, relax, because I don't, don't spoil anything. I I, I want to go see it again, like like you know, because I bootlegged it. <laughs> I want to go see it again, so I'm thinking about going home around three. And uh, I'm gonna I, I would have paid for it this time. <laughs> oh, okay. And I, yeah, I'll buy two tickets. So I don't feel as guilty. <laughs> there you go. I'm sure I've done that before. I go with you. Um, so uh, yeah, it's it's it was good. I enjoyed it, and they there's a couple Easter eggs in there. Like one was a vampire skull. Uh, you know about the Jekyll and Hyde thing. Mm-hmm. It was done well, man. Good. It was done well. Like, and, and I love Russell Crowe. And then I... Fighting around a world. Let me tell you, dude. He actually channels a little bit of that. Yeah? Dude, it, it, I, I'm like, oh! Oh! Oh, my goodness! Oh, my goodness! Um, and uh, there was a little, like, tip of the hat to the original mummy. Like, the book, the book of Ra. There's a book of life and book of death. Mm-hmm. It was there with the like the key box mm-hmm, thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you could say it's whatever you interpret. Like you say, this is a continuation of that story because it's set in modern times, or it's just a tip of the hat. Whatever you want to. Yeah, do, yeah, yeah. Sure. Know? I, I actually, they make it work that it it could be in the same universe. Like it could be as that mummy because the whole premise of this is there's this missing queen of Egypt that was erased from history, and this is that female mummy. So, because what she did was so heinous and whatnot. Uh, so, the Jekyll and Hyde thing, you had a little bit of the vampire thing. Now, we knew there should be a Frankenstein movie. Um, I want that world, bro. Mm-hmm. Like, out there, do me a favor. If you don't want to support us on Patreon, support us by buying one of those tickets or buying that motherfucker on DVD or Blu-ray or whatever. Or do Patreon. Or, or Patreon, you can too. But I, I, apparently, it is kicking ass in China. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I hope I hope that it won't, you know, flop totally. You know, maybe, maybe you know, it feels good, man. Like I, I don't, uh, I don't see out. what the hate is. I'll check it out. So, um, then and then and then, I got a few books, dude. Wonder Book and Video. When was the last time you were there? Long time. Like, oh, we drove like, past it the other day. Yeah, it's been like ten years, and we were over there with with John. I'll get to to Cape Cod, John coming through, and uh, it was my daughter's birthday, so we went and bought her a toy. And then I was like, you know, I'm not ready to get in the car. Let's go. Let's walk over to this Wonder Book and Video. Every graphic novel in there is like seven bucks. No shit. Yeah, and they have a lot, a lot, a lot. I had to go. So I picked up uh, two image titles. One is called Injection by Ellis. Okay. So I got part one and part two, and then East of West by Hickman. I got one through four. Okay. So I was like, you know what? Let me let me no, get. As let soon me... as I finish Fight Club, I'm gonna crack yeah, into these. Yeah. They're sitting on the stack, and also got a. <laughs> right on top of Fight Club. Yeah. No, they're not. Um. They're actually in the downstairs stack. Fight Club is in the basement in, this, in the oh, okay. area. So uh, Future Shock also by Alvin Toffler. Uh, uh, I read that a while ago, like back in college, and I really want to read that again now. It's like a, this, it was written in the 60s, and this guy was like predicting all the shit that would happen by the turn of the century. And I remember being blown away by, by, some, by some of the shit that was, was correct. But now I'm like, let's see what happens. I mean, talking about like 
like language breaking down and ideologies and stuff that we're experiencing today. So I think it's one of those books that I need to read like every decade. Mm -hmm. Did it just get really hot in here or is it just me? I think it's just you. Man, like hot flashes and change your life. <laughs> um, what else did I do? I'm sure, there's a lot more. Cape Cod John. Cape Cod John came down for the weekend, had a game day. Played uh, him and I played a game at Eighth Edition 40K. He really enjoyed himself. Good. And I have to say this, man. I do feel bad now trying to put 40K onto people and being a little bit like, come on, dude, you're not even trying to learn the rules because. I'm so used to it. Like it's the same template. It's like it's like if you're making a pizza, right? <clears throat> mm-hmm. You can make a pepperoni pizza. You can make a Hawaiian pizza. It's it's basically the same stuff. You're just changing the sauce a little bit. But this is like a different thing. This is like making a calzone. You know, mm-hmm. and if you don't know how to make a calzone right, you know how to fold it and pinch it off. So I make a hell of a calzone, by the way. Um, of course you do. Um, it, it was it was a challenge. So we played a good game. You know, it, was, it took us a couple hours learning it, asking questions, and going the rule book. But it's funny, man. I'm used to like these. Big ass rule books that you can go down and, and find the specific rule very mm-hmm. easily because it's like this twelve page eight page card. You're, you're like you got to check like all the little side notes for stuff, you know. And it's simple, and it's almost too simple. Um, you know, I think that we we became guilty of making it too complex. We had a good time. Um, painted a awesome. I'll show you this thing. Um, painted a pretty cool new piece of terrain. So check those out. This little industrial thing. Oh, a great job on the, on like the base color. Like the weathering, yeah, dude. I started off with a brown and built it up to a yellow, and then I, I washed the fuck out of it to make it grungy. Yeah, that's fantastic. Thank you, thank you. Um, so it was kind of cool. Like, that might be the best airbrushing I've seen you do. Thank you. Every every day gets a little bit gets a little bit better. It's all about putting that work in. Uh, then we painted something else for you. Yes, yeah. yes, uh, Jen's blaster. Mm-hmm. Dude, it was a fucking hot mess gluing that thing together. Mm-hmm. Because um, we had to get dowel rods and cut them all. I actually actually like found a dowel rod that was like in a gun cleaning kit. Mm-hmm. The push it, she was like, ah, I don't need this. <laughs> <laughs> and just chopped that motherfucker up. And uh, so, but no, John and I had some really great you know conversations. Uh, some you know, John's a smart guy, man. Mm-hmm. And he came all the way down here to hang out and you know hang out during game day. Um, he wanted to learn a little bit about the airbrushing because he's doing some 3D printing stuff, and it's pretty amazing the stuff that he's able to do. And he doesn't take enough credit for himself to try to figure out how that <coughs> stuff is. A, a lot of guys I talk to, they're like, it's it's too much to you have to adjust every time you get a new type of plastic to make sure that the machine is set to deal with that plastic the best way. So it is a lot of trial and error. And um, so he he did like a little bunker, and he did that gun for you. Um, and I just wanted to paint it to see what, what it's like, but I think you can go back and sand a little bit more and uh, put some green stuff to make the trigger guard and actually maybe add a trigger, you know, in there. But yeah, the, really, trigger, the trigger guard is probably the weakest link. Yeah, in yeah. Thing. But he said he, I think he had to reprint it twice because it's so flimsy. It's just a thin piece. Yeah, it's of a thin piece exactly. So that was really cool. Um, I want to say we did something else, but now I can't remember. I've uh, been watching F is for Family. Mm-hmm. Season two, it's kind of weak, bro. Yeah, I didn't enjoy the first one. It's kind of it's really, and I'm a Bill really, Burr fan, but it's I, really weak. Um, and I and I will say that that show did it had its it had its ups and downs through that. It's only six or seven episodes. Like the first two episodes, I liked, and then the third one got like a little weaker, and then the fourth and fifth one, like, uh, and then the sixth one, I felt like ended on a good note, like mm-hmm. a positive note. This one seems very strange. Very, it's just it's not really going anywhere. They're trying. I think they're trying to like do some kind of message now. Like, I don't want any fucking messages. Mm-hmm. I don't want your message. Keep your fucking just tell a story. Mm-hmm. Tell a story. 
Um, then, uh, but then, dude, you know how I said last week we had a neighbor pass away? Mm-hmm. So I had a guy from work pass away yesterday, last night, walking his dog, had a heart attack, right? Then a friend of mine, this is fucking wild, bro. friend of mine, we were hanging out talking. He got a text message and was like, oh, shit, Jim Bob just died. I was like, oh, who's that? It's like, oh, he's, he's kind of an acquaintance of mine. Don't really, he's part of like a, like a, a dart, they play darts, like a dart league, uh-huh. you know, something like that. And I was like, oh, okay. And I was like, I mean, I guess I should, you know, call his widow. Just be like, hey, sorry, you know, I'll be back. I'll be back later this, you know, later today if you want to talk or whatever. I'm out hanging out with a buddy right now type of thing. So he's like, let me, let me step out real quick, give her a call. He comes back in. He's like, that was fucking weird. I'm like, what? He's like, well, so she got on his computer and got into his email to, uh, to like, blast out stuff to people um, in this email list to tell him that he died. The guy had a heart attack. He was, like, in his 40s. Mm-hmm. They just had a kid, <clears throat> oh my God. you know, like a one-year-old kid. Yikes. So she's finding these emails from, like, other chicks, right? And then, um, oh yeah, <laughs> then she finds emails from other dudes. Like then she finds pictures of him like in gimp mask blowing some guy. No. Oh yeah. Like and she'd been with this guy for like fifteen years, nope. sixteen Self years. Clean email account. <laughs> like so, all this wild shit that he was like some S and M wild dominatrix shit, and she had no idea. So she is like like fucking interrogating yeah. him. She's like, I'm not mad. I just, I've known him, I thought this was the love of my life, I've known him, we've been together for 15 years or whatever the fuck it was, I never knew this part of him, I just, I'm shocked and I just need to understand, I need to understand so I can have some closure, and he's like, uh, does he know anything no, about it? Yeah, right, nothing right, about it, right, he's, yeah. like, he's like, I barely knew this guy, I played darts with him, right, right, you know right, what right, I mean? right, so right, like, right. he was a friend of a friend of a friend that's right, part sure, of our sure. league, we didn't get to the dick blowing part, yeah, 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 yeah. You, know, I, you know, sometimes I thought he gave me a wink or something, but no, I didn't say that, um, so I mean, like, can you imagine, bro? I mean, it's it's bad enough, like if you had an affair, that's bad enough, right? But if you were like this whole, I mean, if there's all this whole other culture and like part of you, because I, I I I don't know, because I'm not in that world, uh-huh. but I I can imagine that if I'm gonna wrap myself with tight spandex and put a leather mask over my my face with a zipper with a zipper mouth hole. That's got to be a pretty pivotal part of my life. Right, right, I'm right. just going to say, you know, right. I, I can't, I can't imagine, like, I, I kind of feel, you know, that, uh, like, 40K and nerd stuff is a pretty pivotal part of my life. Mm-hmm. Like, I kind of, if my wife didn't know about that and then found out I had, like, some club that I was part of and had, like, $20,000 for the models, she'd be like, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What is, what is all this? He, he painted that? I mean, but leather suits aren't that expensive. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I like, you know, maybe, you know, I, I kind of feel like it's, it's some of you had an affair, be like, you know, he maybe got lonely, felt bad about himself, did something stupid, or somebody made him feel good, whatever, yeah. like, you know. I mean, I, I, I know I know dudes that's happened to, and they, like, worked their marriage out or whatnot, and I'm like, all right, man, I can forgive that guy. I don't think you're mad at that guy. You know what I mean? So, um, especially, like, family members and shit. But it's like, that is, that really def- kind of, I think, defines on how somebody is, and not to judge them. I'm just saying, like, how the hell do you keep a secret like that from your significant other who you're married with, who you have a child with? You know, that's got to be, that's not got to eat somebody. Maybe that, maybe that's why I had a heart attack, you know, like the stress of hiding that shit, you know, but that's fucking wild, bro. So. I, I actually, uh. You're like, yeah, it's not that wild. No, 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 it's very wild. But I, I, <laughs> just to intercut, like, I, I had a recent death as well. Like, just a, not, not a close to me. Like, it's not, 
Oh, it's fucking with me a little bit, but not not like I'm ate up about it or anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, um, there's this grocery store that I that we go to at the mopping gig for lunch or what have yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. And we've been going there for ten years. Yeah. There's this one guy that works there. Yeah. And like ten years ago, we were standing there, and somebody and like we were friendly with him because we, you know, yeah. whatever. And and he was, and they were like, "Do you know them?" And the guy was like, "Yeah." It's and like pointed to my buddy Scotty and was like, "Yeah, it's Steve." And um, and Scotty was like, "I thought your name was Steve." And neither one of their names was yeah, Steve. Yeah. They just didn't know each other's names. Just you know, like a friendly acquaintance. Yeah. Yeah. So like ever since then, every time we go to the grocery store, because he's a full time employee. Yeah. So every time we go to the grocery store, like we we'll walk in like, hey Steve, and everybody, what's up Steve? Nice, you know, and nice. like that's it. Yeah, that's our. That, that's and it's fucking perfect names. You know, like it. And uh, anyway, I just saw him two days ago. Okay. You know, walk past him. What's up, Steve? He's like, going on, Steve. You know, got my groceries yeah. rolled out. Uh, died yesterday. Really? Yeah. Like uh, had a had a heart attack. Apparently, the ambulance came and got him. Yeah. Took him to the hospital. They said and. Uh, said he was fine. Like, so they saw the problem, and a nurse went in to like check on him, and like was cleaning up some area in the room, and like while she was cleaning up the area in the room, ee- really, yep. that's crazy. How old was he? You think? I would say late forties, early fifties. Yeah, that's crazy, bro. Take care of yourself, man. Like this one guy that at work. I mean, he was he was fifty six, I think fifty six, yeah, fifty six. Army twenty years, you know, got out and was just you know pushing a broom. You know what I mean? And uh, just wanted a side gig. Just, just keep himself busy. Mm-hmm. You know, didn't really, you know, had his vacations with his, his wife and whatnot and uh, was getting ready to have his second retirement. And uh, was out just, you know, getting the mail and walked out of the house, got the, to get the mail and just had a massive heart attack, fell on the ground right there. The neighbor saw him. The wife came out a little bit, you know, the wife came out looking for him and it was it was done. You can get killed walking your doggy. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, I don't know, man. That's crazy, bro. It's like that's you know that's a three, that's four with you. You know, it happens in threes, type of thing. So, yeah, well, I hope that's it for me. I don't. I barely, you know, other than what's up, Steve. I mean, that's all I know yeah, about yeah, him. But yeah, it has yeah, like yeah. been a staple of my life for ten yeah, years. Yeah, and, like, I haven't yeah, really yeah. noticed yeah. how much kind of meant to me in a way. Yeah. You know, like it's just a familiar face, you know, shared history, that type of thing. Yeah. So that was sad. I want to say there's something else that's pretty pivotal, like something I've watched or whatever. But oh. Transformers. Yeah, we'll, 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 yeah, we'll get into that. Close out. That was fucking a wreck. Um, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And uh, hanging out with John, hanging out with Joe and you. That was a good day. Made yeah. a good day. Made a good day of it. Yeah, yeah, Good yeah. day. Good, good day. day. <laughs> yeah, it was good. We, uh, Dude, I'll tell you, like, uh, just to the Nerve Rage listeners. Yeah. You've totally turned me on to uh, Steakhouse, Texas Steakhouse. See, there is hope for you. I like, knew it. That's why I keep on fighting the good fight, Bob. Um, like I, I was, uh, uh, if, if I transition into my nerd week, if you're yes. good, yeah. Um, my I took my wife and kids to see Wonder Woman, but this mm-hmm. isn't related to that. So let me go to something else. Oh, we need to talk about that pot, that text from my wife that caused a bit of a hiccup. Oh yeah. Well, this is why I hate text messaging. My all right. So we had a I had a busy ass weekend. Yeah. So Saturday morning, um, I got home mm-hmm. and. Like I hit the ground running. Little, little Christopher Will. Saturday morning, I got, got home. home. It's a mess. <laughs> so I, I, it was, it was. I hit the ground running. Like kids at gymnastics, fucking like you know, like just. But I, I hate that. I, I, I need a moment to yeah, decompress. Yeah, decompress. Yeah, I feel. And like. um, and I also need a moment before. Yeah. Like, I need a like, a couple hours before work. Yeah. You know, or like the evening before work. Like, I, I need to get in a zone. 
Mm-hmm. Like I, 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 I'm, I'm different. Yeah. You know. Anyway, that being said, we go to uh, so let me go, go to this weekend. We, we gymnastics. Uh, Jaina had to go do something with a friend or something. Came home. We went and saw Wonder Woman. Dropped the uh, baby off at her mother's. Yeah. Went and saw Wonder Woman. Uh, I liked it better the second go round. Okay. Really? <clears throat> yeah. And um, I I don't think it's done well. This part I'm getting ready to talk about. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I do think that it is. De- I do think it is definitely their intent to say that Zeus is her father. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, I, a- I think I got that the first time. Well, we talked about it in the spoiler yeah. review that it was kind of like wishy washy and yeah. it, like, it left it up for interpretation. Oh, we had that to put on the end of this podcast. The Wonder Woman thing. Yeah, the the whole day that we recorded. No, no, no. That's going to be a bonus. Okay, never mind for Patreon listeners. Yeah, yeah, because uh, it's it's because we did a whole bunch of talk about like where we grew up and oh, stuff. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but the uh, there's a scene where she where he says something about the 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 child of Zeus and Hippolyta. Yeah, and then like you can see it in her face. She's like, what? But it, it doesn't come across clearly. It's not gotcha. like this, it's like it's like I, I don't know if it's like background shit. Like the music doesn't hit up to like the, yeah. you know. But it, later on, she's like she calls him brother. Yeah. So like it's de- I think it's definitely trying to say uh, that that's the circumstance. Okay. Anyway, um, my wife loved it. Like my my kids loved it. Uh, I enjoyed it more the second go round. I think without expectations. Yeah. Um, I do think that its biggest problem now, after seeing it a second time, is the pacing. Yep. Um, there is certain parts I feel like they just could have done without. Yeah. Uh, so that being said, we we finished the movie, went back, picked up the baby, came back. Uh, no, no, no. We we picked up the baby, dropped off the older two. They stayed at her mother's for the yep. night. Came back here. We ordered pizza and we watched Sarah Silverman stand up. Was it good? It was pretty funny. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't amazing, but like. I, I find her extremely attractive. Oh, dude, I want to fuck her okay. so bad. So, I enjoy watching her anyway. Dirty girl. So on top, the, dude, I like, like brunettes. She says something funny as shit, man. Like she did a bunch of these, like where she she leads up the joke to make you think it's going one way, and then she just yeah, steers yeah, yeah, the yeah, shit. Yeah. Like she did this one. She was like, she was like, look, like I try not to complain because I'm Jewish, yeah, and I don't want to like be living up to the stereotype of the complaining Jew. I'm like self conscious about it. But like recently, I was at a hotel, and it was just. It was a, it was a disaster, and I had I had I had to complain. I, I felt like I wasn't being treated right as a customer, yeah. as as a person staying at your facility, and I, I needed it to be accounted for. Yeah. So I called down to the front desk, and I was like, "Look, I don't want to make a scene, okay? And I, I'm happy to stay here, but I'm going to need another room, or I'm going to need a deep cleaning of this one. There is fluids here that shouldn't be here for a clean room. Period." Do you need me to spell it out for you? There is semen on the nightstand. There is semen in the kitchen sink. I mean, in the uh, bathroom sink. And there is semen all over my tits. And I'm gonna need someone to come up here. And like, you know what I mean? It was like stuff like that. It was like, like she got me like every time, you know. Um, it was it, it was good. And then after that, Kate Cod John came over. We sat outside, like in the back, and had some drinks. I had one too many, by the way. Yeah, he, he said that you guys, you guys were having a little fun. Yeah. Uh, I was, I was up waiting for him to get back. Like, oh damn, man, you should have stayed over by his house last night. <laughs> but but, but uh, so I, I didn't even know. Like, I, I wish you'd have just came. But, but it, 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 birthday and all that. But like, oh my god, we'll get into that. It was what was cool about it, man. Was like, it, it offered me the chance to kind of talk about 
everything, like the community and the Transformers game and all the bit in a non-official way. Like, it's yeah. not in a video. Yeah. It's not on a podcast. But with somebody who's part of that community. Yeah, it was, I was just able to, like, discuss things without having to, like, man, I got to make sure I get a punchline in here for listeners. Yeah, like, yeah, I make yeah, sure, yeah, you know. And I really enjoyed our conversation. Yeah. Uh, but I definitely had one too many. Yep. Uh, I went upstairs, to, went to bed. Yep. I tried I tried to break my wife off. She was like, no drunk dick tonight. Because drunk dick takes a little forever. Yeah. And um, woke up the next morning. She went to go pick up the kids. I came downstairs to do a review. I got about halfway through it. I went and fucking puked my guts out. Really? Yeah. And then like I, I like I couldn't I couldn't I wasn't get feeling. back in the yeah. So I, I went and laid down, and I wrapped myself in this blanket like kind of like haphazardly. I was probably like a homeless person, <laughs> and I woke up two hours later and was good. Went to a buddy of mine's retirement. Yeah. Which was awesome. Like it was like he's an awesome guy, um, old school mopper. Yeah. Like it's it's terrible to lose him. Like he's a real asset. Okay. And but you know he's going on to greener pastures and everything else. Greener pastures, if you know what I'm saying. And uh, mm. he, uh, I got to mingle, but it was a tight little bar, the judges bench in Elga City. It's, a, okay. it's a, and like there was a fucking it was packed. Yeah. Yeah. Th- this bartender was a fucking bitch. Yeah. Took her, took her 20 minutes to acknowledge me at the bar. Another 15 to get my drink. Yeah. So it was a total of 35, 35 minutes to place an order for a drink. Yeah. And receive it. Yes. So I was like, look, I told my wife, I was like, I'm out. I'm I'm done here. Like, I, I wish him the best. I've already spoken to him. I've given, there's a thousand people there. There's plenty of people to take up his time. I'm not going to yeah, take up yeah, his time. Yeah. Let's go. And she's like, okay. So we left. We left like basically 45 minutes. Yeah. And we were supposed to be there for three hours. And we were like, well, fuck, we don't have to pick up the kids till seven. Went and got dinner together. Just the two of nice. us. Stanford Grill, which is like a nice hoity-toity, like people playing the piano inside mm-hmm. it, you know. And, um... You know, I had a nice meal, chatted a little bit, like just without kids, you know, for and then went and picked up the kids, came home, uh, watched Underworld Blood Wars. What do you think? I don't feel like it's a bad movie. Yeah. But I don't feel like I was equipped with the tools necessary to enjoy it. I feel like that's a movie, for those who haven't seen it, I feel like that's a movie where you need to watch the other four and I, then yes, watch yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Because it really relies, it's the, it's, think of it as the anti-Last Night. It, yes. it relies on its lore. And I almost wonder if there's a graphic novel or two in between. It might be. You know but I mean? it, it relies on its lore an yeah. awful lot. Um, and I just was like, wait, I was like, who the fuck is he again? Like, I, I couldn't, Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. And I, I forgot that one, the main male dude that she kind of fell in love with, I guess, again. Yeah, yeah. I forgot that he was even in the last one. Yeah, and I forgot that he died. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She brought him back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, um... Because, like, you don't realize that until he gets light on him. He's like, oh, I guess because... And they did a little flashback. He's like, oh, yeah, I guess he's another movie. I am kind of pissed that What's-His-Face died, though. Um, not Victor, but, uh... Uh, the, the hybrid. The first hybrid. Oh, yeah, 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 Maybe yeah. he died. They could always bring him back. Right. Yeah, um, I think the reason he wasn't in this movie, he was doing the, the Animal Kingdom TV show. I did like that, like little northern coven of vampires. That was tight. Like you know, like yeah. there there was a lot of cool stuff in there. I think they did a lot of world building the, in it. The magic vampires. Like I don't I don't hate it at all, but I feel like I I don't feel like I was equipped with the tools necessary to thoroughly enjoy Ooh, man. it. I just a little bit. It's, it's pretty nasty. Um, let's see what else I watched. Um, oh, I got I got to buy a new HVA system for my house. I'm trying to sell. I heard a bit about $7, that. Seven thousand dollars. Yeah. So anyway, guys, on Patreon, 
<laughs> I um I, I know I watched something else. I know I watched something else. I watched a Netflix. I'm not sure if I talked about that. It was Oh yeah, I did talk about that. I, I don't know. I feel like I did some other stuff, but I can't. Yeah. Well, I, I didn't want Kara to go see the movie with you guys. Mm-hmm. So Bobby and I and Joe were all in the car. But like, hey, man, what about Saturday? Because with, with, I had mixed up about the days for this gymnastic. That was a hot man. Dude, God bless my wife, bro. Mm-hmm. She has the worst luck planning shit. Like, I always give her a hard time when she doesn't plan something. But every time she attempts it, it blows the fuck up in her face. Right? So she wanted to take my daughter to this open gymnastics thing. And she wanted to take them to Krispy Kreme Donuts. They have a little tour. Yeah, like, like, uh, the gymnastics and donuts or whatever. It's yeah, like yeah, a thing. yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that a thing? Yeah, I think it's a thing. Okay. Anyway, so she's talking to Krispy Kreme people, and they're like, they want like three hundred bucks to take like you know fifteen kids or something, something ridiculous. Maybe this three, maybe it's like two two fifty, to take them and give them a donut and a juice box. And my wife's like, no, I'm not. They come back like, okay, okay, okay. well, how about fifteen dollars a kid? And she's like, no. Okay, okay, okay. $10 a kid. <laughs> this is her story. She's like, why, uh, why like are 20, we bartering? Like a 20-cent donut and a 20-cent box of juice, and like they're just going to go on a piece of glass, you're going to point to machines? She's like, no, fuck you. I'll buy the donuts, and we'll tailgate outside of the gymnastics place, right? So the night before the party, She's like, I should just check to make sure. I just had this feeling. And she goes, and the gymnastics place decided to take vacation that week. Like, the whole time we were planning this, they were open. And, like, that day, they just posted something. Hey, we'll be closed tomorrow. No open gym. The next week, she's like, oh, my God. Mm. And then, um, so then she, like, caught, she's, like, ma- like madly texting Laura because you, you guys go to a gymna- different gymnastics place than my girls. And their place was open, but she'd never been there. So she didn't know, like, how they were going to feel about everything. So it's, like, first come, first serve. And she's, like, trying to bootleg this event if it, it turned out fine uh-huh. everybody had a good time i didn't go i can't go to those things i can't i can't be in that world uh-huh. i get there for like five minutes i'm too fucking anxious you know what's I funny go. I, i'm usually that way as well but like i went to i went to one recently like uh it was for jana's birthday party yeah yeah and like, i ended up like having a good time yeah because I, oh. I was doing flips into the phone thing oh, we, and the, the one oh maybe the dealer adults at that one yeah oh i, think, was I, I don't know i don't know because it, it was like a it was a party like we booked it you might have just did it not supposed to no, they, 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 the staff was like yeah get out here and do oh, it really, the, the, when we did one for my oldest the adults had to stay up on this little mezzanine you know like yeah, yeah you can't go down there is that the one in mount airy i don't fucking know right. i don't think so i think it's in there's one in mount airy's got a mezzanine fucking irritates the shit out of me no this one's near uh it's near the theater Oh, okay. Um, so anyway, but Bobby hit me up when we were when we were seeing Transformers on Tuesday. Like, hey, you know what's up with Saturday? So I text my wife. I just want to read for everybody. This is what I have to live with sometimes. <laughs> so I say to her, um, text from Pam. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh fuck! I'll see the picture. This is horrible. This is horrible podcasting. I'm trying right to now. think. I know I did some other shit this. Oh, week. and I saw the Rubik's cube. Oh, did you? Oh, yeah. Dude, after 35 years, <laughs> I got that motherfucker on fucking videotape, goddammit. Vengeance was mine. Oh, oh, dude. Oh, man. That fucking, that fucking, uh, that mystery island. Okay, okay. So, uh, this is what I texted Pam. Bobby wants to take Jane and Kara out to see Wonder Woman Saturday afternoon. Do we have anything going on? All right. Pam said, in one box, Alexa's birthday, and the next box, no. No. How would you interpret that, sir? I interpret that as it's Alexa's birthday, 
but no, we do not have anything planned. That's what I thought too. And that's what I relayed to you, right? So later, like, I'm like, all right, we got to figure out, I know, um, you know, when we're going to meet up with, with uh, you know, Bobby to, to transfer. He's like, no, I told you no. I'm like, no, you said it wasn't, it, that we didn't have any plans. Right. He's like, no, I didn't. Like, why do you, she's like, why do you always do this? And I'm like, well, time out there, chief. Time out. And, uh, so anyway, I was like, fine. I called you up or whatever. Like, hey, man, sorry, I misunderstood something. But anyway, I took that caption, and I showed like 100 people, and everyone interpreted how you interpreted it and how I interpreted it. So then I went back and readdressed the situation. She's like, I'm sorry, whatever. You know, she's a little bit a little stressed here recently, trying to, trying to get this, put this house on the market because it's fucking killing us. And uh, anyway, it turned out fine. And then I went to the house to check on the AC unit where Black Phillip lives, and he got a new... Um, Power Rangers, uh, uh, yeah, Megazord. Uh, I sold it to Joke in Megazord. Yeah, so it's I like see. a probably like a three four hundred dollar Megazord. So then I did that. To yeah, I saw that. <laughs> so then he had Grimlock next to his red Transformers Rex. Grimlock bent that little fucker underneath the Mastodon it had at him. So like, like it's fu- so the funny bit about it was is that John was with me when I went up there because the AC unit was leaking and I went up there and had this like like shop vac it all up and I wanted to see the Megazord but he had them all broken apart. So like fuck it. So I like you know I molest his toys, and I call him up, and I'm like, hey man, and he's like, hey, did you see my mega sword? And I was like, I was like, no, no. I was like, oh well, I had it all taken apart, but it's cool. I wanted the the red T Rex next to Grimlock, but I had it nice so they weren't touching or anything. Like he said that exact thing, and like me and John like are barely holding our shit, and that shit was so that shit was so funny, man. And uh, the last little bit is I painted some new scenery. Really happy with thought about that, and then I painted a little item for you. Yeah, the assistance of John's 3D printing. I have um two things. One, uh, uh, I want to pause the podcast for just to show okay. you. All right, we're pausing the podcast. No, we're not. Uh, just just for this. That's nice. I, I was showing uh, Adam for those who haven't seen it. Joe Button, who I'm like a huge fan of. You might say fanatic of. Did an interview with Amigos this past week at the BET Awards. Yeah. And when. And he just had enough with them, like with their sass. Uh, he calls it. He said they got a little sassy. <laughs> and like, do they are they talking like that on purpose? I don't know. That they, mumbles. I don't know. They're they're. I, this sounds so terrible. Me to say, uh, I don't mean anything by this, folks. Yeah. They're southern. Yeah. <laughs> like in my head, I'm like sometimes sometimes I Mickey all, is having a, a fucking no. But see, but see, right Mickey. Now. Like I I understand. I Mickey was in the military. I don't know if that's it because like I I I understand Mickey clearly and concisely every time he speaks. Yes. But like. There are southern people, even southern white people. Oh yeah, make that clear. Southern especially general. southern white people. Yeah. That like I'm like I, I, I feel like I'm leaning in to hear yeah. them. Uh, and, and actually, there's British people that we had trouble talking. Sure, to it's just dialects, we it's weird yeah. dialects, yeah. I guess. But, but 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 Joe Button gets up and walks out of the interview, yeah. and then they, they the all mic. and then they, they, they drops the mic, and he's disgusted. Like yeah, he's yeah, disgusted. Yeah, yeah. Who's who's yeah. who's the guy that he's with? Uh, DJ Academics. He's the co-host of that show, and I think Joe Budden was getting annoyed with, with him, him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. dick sucking, basically. Yeah, yeah. So no, what would you say? <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Was that re-edited? No. Like, so he said that that many times. Yeah. yeah. So what would you say? What would you say? Yeah. Say again. Say again. Right. But he, uh, I saw this. I followed it on Twitter because Twitter yeah. is funny with shit like that. Like, yeah, it's yeah. one of my favorite things. So I scroll, I'm scrolling through Twitter, Twitter, and I'm looking at all the hashtags, and I'm reading. All, and this guy was like, "Man, my man Joe Button's getting ready to get jumped by three guys out the mystery machine." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, do you think that these young kids like that are as? I don't feel that they're as threatening. As a previous generation, hell no, like hell like, no. like like motherfuckers like that, used to shoot each other. Yeah, over those that guys stuff. don't look scary to me. 
But it's not that it's not that they're scary. But I'm saying like they don't but look like intimidating. But like, they don't look no, no, like, no, but like, no, no, no. But there's 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 kids out there who didn't look intimidating, but they'll fucking pull a gun on you. You know, back in like the '90s, you know, and it, but it, they're just ready to roll. Like I, I kind of feel like these guys, they're not really ready. They're ready to you know stand up, puff up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like a puffer fish, peacock, yeah, um, peacock. But like I don't know. It's just it was just very funny to me. There's so many elements of that that I find funny. Yeah. But like dude, like I just love Button. Like Button is just him. And he's just like he's just not going for it. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah, like he's just gonna be old man. But yeah, it's, it's good. It's great. I've watched a couple of his interviews. I'm sorry, recent uh, I just I don't wanna forget this, but recently he uh Joe um Jay Z just won this award for like songwriter hall of fame. Yeah. But his kids were just born so he didn't go. Yeah. But he tweeted for like the first time ever. And I went to his Twitter account to read it because I heard like somebody was like, "Dude, you gotta check his Twitter." And it's funny because he has like like millions of followers. Yeah. And then I looked over, it's like following zero. Oh yeah. <laughs> I was like, dude, that's why you're fucking cool, man. And how many but, tweets do you have? Like four. That's you know, funny. like, like it's, sometimes he had like more than that, but you can tell it's not him. It's yeah, like yeah, yeah. marketing people. Um, but he tweeted out, he's like, I just want to thank all the people that have had a, had an influence on me, or the people that are are out there making killer music and like. What's funny is him and Joe Budden have a very checkered past. Yes. And he says Slaughterhouse, and then in parentheses, yeah, even Mouse too. And um, they were talking about it to to Joe Budden. They were like, you know, like how'd you feel about it? like the fucking Jay Z like mentioned you as like one of the great songwriters in rap music now. And he was like, he was like, it's cool. He was like, it's great. You know, he was like, he was like, he was like, I don't think that Jay understands it. For a lot of people, that was like winning a Grammy for them to be yeah. shouted out by Jay Z. And he was like. And he was like, I know it's the narrative is cooler for me to be a joke, but when you look at anybody who's actually making music, uh, I'm not really viewed that way. Yeah. But it's funnier that way, so I'll roll with it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And then uh, I wanted to say that to say something else, but I forget what that is now. Oh, I, I wanted to transition that into news. Yeah. So, first and foremost, uh, Prodigy of Mob Deep. Yeah. Uh, he passed away, sickle cell complications, apparently. Been fighting it for years. Fighting it for years. And these newscasters. Oh, so brilliant, bro. Like, I, I've shared that with, like, several people. It's fucking awesome. Yeah. They, they did the news, like, the weather traffic, and they, like, used Mob Deep lyrics in order to do it. And they, they did this with Fife from uh, Tribe Called Quest as well, apparently. But I'm just going to play a, a snippet of it. The time is now 7 to 6. Right now we have Mark Aram, our, our traffic prodigy. Good morning, everyone. Just served from a traffic trooper heading out of Noonan. Last name English, first name Old. Said 85, wide open. It's now 726 on Fred Blankenship. And right now we have Mark Aram and Triple Team Traffic. Mark, it's Mob Deep out there right now on I-20 with delays. Hyperloop delays into Cab County, 285 northbound, leaving Glenwood Road, trying to get up to trouble at Lawrence. Highway. And thank you. Some shook ones right now on I-75. Mark Aram is standing by with more on this. Now be on the block hustling, counting my stacks. Those trip times counting up to 27 minutes now. Look at traffic tracker two. No brake lights here. Just a, a lot of folks pushing Lexuses wearing fat diamond rings, but delay free in and out of Midtown. It's all alone in these streets, cousin. Very light volume here. 75 north and south at Howell Mill Road. It's a new trouble on the west side of town. Six blocks and you might not make it through. What's blocked right now, Mark McKay? Leave the house this morning head to work. There's numerous ways you can choose to earn funds, but no delays getting to the workplace out of McDonald's. Yeah, Fred, you know Atlanta traffic, survival of the fit, only the fit survive. We've been dealing with trouble on the west side of town. And like, I, I, it's fucking brilliant. <laughs> it's, it's awesome. Do, do you think that, do you think that people didn't catch any of it? Uh, I'm sure it's, 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 it's a New York show. So I'm sure that there are some New Yorkers that are like, no, because Mob Deep is, I mean, like, like for those listening, like uh, they had like 
they had a very specific New York kind of gangster sound, and um, they're probably their like biggest claim to fame was Shook Ones, and that beat like as soon as that fucking hi hat hits, like you just know it means business, and uh, I'm gonna play a little bit of it just because uh, I knew that was coming. Just because, like, man, like, it, it's there's something about the '90s where, like, it's interesting. Like, a lot of the rap music that was really good, like, was kind of the the music of it, like, the melodies of it, were also beautiful in a way, which, like, you don't really hear now. It's like all catchy, but like, I just I like that that fucking vinyl sound to it. It's, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, that, that that like staticky like yeah. this was made in somebody's basement. But like also it, it it takes it it takes influences from such a wide range of of history, you know, history yeah. music. Yeah. That like I don't think people do anymore or, or appreciate. Yeah. So um, anyway, so yeah, rest in peace prodigy and yeah, thanks for the classics. The uh let's see. So otherwise news it's it's kind of a light news week uh but there are heavy topics. Yes. Not to discuss. So, first of all, the uh, the Marvel verse. You might have to order pizza today. The Marvel. No, man, I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't do it. Come on. I've been on. A, uh, why don't you order some wings? I'll make a. I can't eat those wings, bro. No? They're like fucking soggy, shitty wings. Um, shitty wings. I'll order wings for you, and no, I'll order gluten-free pizza. You won't need to eat that shit. No. Uh, so the Spider Marvel verse cleared up. He was doing Joe. <laughs> yeah. Okay. It's like it's like my one thing, man. It's like my kryptonite. I can't, and like I'm I'm fucking doing well right now all right um so it said it's time to settle the debate once and for all will venom <laughs> and the rest of the sony's marvel characters be a part of the marvel cinematic universe maybe and they say not at all but um then they go on to kind of not say that so let me continue speaking to the heads of marvel studios and sony pictures kevin Feige, fish Feige, Feige, fig newton. fig newton fuckery not sure and amy Feige. and amy pascal respectively comicbook.com got to the bottom of the debate which began a week ago shortly after tom hardy was cast as venom initially Feige, Feige, Feige firmly ruled venom out as of his precious marvel cinematic universe before pascal uh, pascal a day later made a statement which sounded a lot like the character would be included well, now she said he's in this he's he's in the marvel universe but not necessarily in the cinematic universe. She left like a one in a million. So you tell me there's a chance. Right, exactly. Yeah. Now the official ruling from both is in after the debate took the internet by storm. Here's what we're doing. This is a quote. All these characters are part of the Marvel comic book universe. This is what Pascal says. And that in that universe, they are all related to each other. Kevin Feige makes characters in the Marvel cinematic universe. These characters are separate, except for Spidey, who belongs in the cinematic universe, which is why he's there. When asked if this is an absolute confirmation that a Venom-Spider-Man crossover is officially off the table, Fage is quick to say, we never say never. However, he points out he would say the same thing about characters less likely than Venom to appear as well. You could ask me, is Superman going to be there? I go, never say never, but not anytime soon. Yeah. The bottom line is Venom will exist in Sony's Marvel Universe without Spider-Man, while later wall crawlers operates while 
uh, ladder wall crawler operates within the same world as the Avengers, completely independent from what the Sony from what Sony does with the rest of the Marvel properties. Peter Parker, actor Tom Holland, is already on the same page with this film's producers. Everyone's asking this question, Holland told comicbook.com. It's never happening. I think they just should pick up Andrew Garfield back. I think that is I, I think that is in, extremely short sighted. Not, not 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 Andrew Garfield, but yeah. just this approach. Um I, I think I, I think what it is is that all right. I gotta step back real quick and, and, and say something about the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Oh, he's literally stepping back right now. He's yeah. away from the table. I am. Lean lean back. <laughs> lean back. Lean back. <laughs> um I think that the Marvel Cinematic Universe is almost, hear me out on this, it's almost the pinnacle of creativity that exists with humanity. Think about how much technology had to be created. Marketing, you know, understanding the psychology, how much money has gone into this. Billions of dollars. It is grossing billions of dollars. It is a collection of films that has never been done before, like, one thing, one thing that we do is just storytelling. That's how we learn, we share, we communicate. You know, it's just storytelling. And like to step back and look at what these people have done, it is amazing. It's like you yeah, don't realize it because you're in it. Right, right, right. But I think that I think like a hundred years from now, if we're still fucking around, haven't killed ourselves, China, <laughs> wrong. Um, <laughs> that people are going to be studying that this was a pivotal moment in in like. Human history, actually, you know what I mean. Like, if you look at like, I'm talking about the Gutenberg Bible printing press. Like, this is like that next thing, you know. I mean, it, it's a big fucking deal, and I think that the people who are doing it realize it's a big deal. Realize this has never been done before, and they and they had the vision to be like, dude, we are gonna do something that's gonna change shit, and they have changed shit. And like, I love my DC stories. Don't get me wrong, and I you love gotta, my DC movies. You gotta decide what type of man you want to be, Fosh. Yeah, yeah, whoever that man is, he's gonna change, change the world. world. That's right. So, with that said, I think that they have a very specific vision of what they want to do, and that they are—they're not gonna play it loosey goosey. They're going to dot the i's and cross the t's on every aspect of it. So, unless Sony's willing to give up that venom and let Fage and his Fage fanatics do their thing, I, I think that they're gonna—it's gonna be a hard no. Like, Sony let Marvel have Spider-Man for, for Civil War and Infinity Wars. And from what I've been reading, that this Spider-Man movie is fucking amazing. Like everybody's, really? Yes. There's tweets on there. I didn't share them on there? There's, uh, they, no. Oh, yeah. oh, I thought I did. Um, everybody's coming out like, this is like the best Marvel movie ever. Huh. You know what else is getting tremendous reviews? What's that? Apes. I know. We'll get there. We'll get there. Oh. Dude, that monkey in a jacket. I'm all about that monkey in a jacket. That, that monkey in a jacket is the backdrop for this he, week. He's cold because he's shaved or lost all his hair. Put it out. <laughs> How did you how you learn to speak? Watch humans. Bad ape. <laughs> <laughs> um I love him already. Anyway, so I think that is there options? I think that Amy Pasquez, I think that you Pascal. She, Pascal, Pasquez, whatever. Mm -hmm. Let's see what I want to say. How about that? <laughs> I think that she does have a little wishful thinking because she wants to get on this. She wants to dip her stick in that pond. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. 
um, because it's it's you know it's going to do well you know um, so they they want to capitalize on these other items like the silver sable black cat I just I don't even think they're well, well enough known especially silver you know? sable but black cat so much like Catwoman. It's Not only that, but like I don't, problem. I don't, I don't want a Catwoman movie. Yeah. If the next sentence to that is, but Batman has nothing to do with it. Yes, agreed, agreed. Um, which we had one. <laughs> and, uh, case which in point. We had one. Case in point. Um, so I, I just, I think that ultimately, Sony needs to realize, Fox needs to realize, like, listen, we need to get on board with this. These guys have been making something so inner woven such a, a tight fabric to tapestry. their universe Tap tapestries this is a castle worship tapestries no tapestries um that uh they need to get on board i need to shut the fuck up i agree stop wasting people's time I, agree. I think they're wasting people's time i think that this i like the fucking gambit movie like the fucking uh maybe the han solo spinoff you yeah. know what i mean like this shit is going to fucking flop unless you you can't you cannot approach this shit like traditional cinema Right, Marvel has proven that. Marvel has proven that there is something else. If DC doesn't get on board, they're gonna fucking fall off. I think that they they've you know had a notch up in the Wonder Woman movie, and I like the Wonder Woman movie, and it's a good movie. But let me tell you, I really enjoyed watching the Mummy better, more. Mm. I enjoyed that. Guardians of the Galaxy is still my favorite movie of the summer. You know, not to say that Wonder Woman isn't a better cinematic piece, but that's no longer good enough. You know, yeah. we need like it, it. It it's it's become serialized. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. These films, yeah. And and they rely on the other films to make it a, a bigger world. Like, let me tell you something. You hear about how Tom Holland's character was in uh, Iron Man two? No. You know that little boy with the Iron Man mask that's going like this to the robot, and 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 like, the robot sees him, thinks his Iron Man's gonna shoot him, and, uh -huh. and Iron Man comes and snatches him up. Uh -huh. It's fucking Peter Parker. Is it Tom Holland? No, but it's it, in the uh, story. It's in Peter the story. Parker. Is Peter Parker? Yeah, like that. Like there, uh, apparently, there's gonna be a flashback scene of that. Oh, and really? That's, and that's when Peter wanted. I, I want to be like you. Like that changed his life to wanting him to. I'm getting goosebumps right now. Look at that. <laughs> I see it. I'm I see it. I see it. Like that changed his life to want to be a hero, and that mixed with, you know, whatever happened with Uncle Ben, which we don't really know in this world. I mean, we, we've seen Uncle Ben die enough. Right. It's enough. I agree. We don't need any more of that. I agree. But I mean, that right there is the shit that we always want to see. And they finally fucking get it, and they do that that's shit. That's Jeff Johns shit. That dude is fucking amazing. You know, that's like, that's it. the type of shit let, that yeah, Jeff Johns let, let, let Jeff Johns do that shit in the DC Cinematic uh, or, Universe. Or just tell him, to, or somebody kick him in his ass yeah. and be like, and, do, and the, do what you do. I, and I, the, the fact that, and I like Zack Snyder, and I'm glad that he's done what he's done. And the fact, but the fact that jo Jose, Josh? Joss. Jo Joss. 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 Is, is going to be involved in this. I hope he brings a little bit of what he helped to do with the Avengers to that Justice League to to, to build the wider scope. And it, it, we we got to get out of this single movie sequel, you know, with this add-on shit mm -hmm. and you got to start thinking long term. I mean, look at Guardians, dude. They really did their shit like having the idea of ego before they did the first movie. You know, that that and that shit is just fucking powerful, man. Um so, anyway, I said that to say this. This whole Spider-Man Venom shit is a hot mess. Sony needs to get their head out of their ass and just fucking sign it up. Dude, you don't have to do anything. You don't have to spend any money. Just get a cut. You know, yeah. like, I, I, residual income, man. Passive income. And like, I You're going to make money. I don't know what the stipulation is that's keeping Spider-Man out of the Venom movie. I don't know. 
You know, like I can't imagine that that's just them saying, you know what, I don't think he's needed. I think I think there's probably some stipulation that the Marvel, because I think Marvel team is writing this movie, the Spider-Man movie. Yes, yes, I agree. They have creative control. There's so there's probably stipulations that like like once you give creative control over something, so if they enter if they introduce Venom introduce Venom into the Spider-Man verse, then they might exo facto give them creative control over another movie that might not have Spider-Man in it. We might get Space Knight Venom, right? And then if there's going to be a link there, Marvel might have the power. Like, ah, sorry, you can't do that. I just think it's a short-sighted... On Sony's bit or Marvel's bit? Sony's. Yeah. They need, they need to just give it up. And the same thing with Fox. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You can make so much money. Yeah. You can make so much more money, dude. Yeah, I agree. I mean, the Avengers movies is making billions of dollars. You know? I agree. And I, I think that this Infinity War shit... I mean, did you see those pictures of fucking Iron Man? He looks like it, it's almost as if the Iron Man suit is looking like that organic type. Like it's all smooth now, dude. Like it looks fucking awesome. Hmm. It looks fucking. It looks more menacing and like he's like all right. He's he's got he's going to that net net next echelon of fucking technology. Whatever you know. Um, so, moving on, we have moving on up. Uh, I'm gonna leave this. this. There's a, there's a. You can see it in the notes. There's a Chive article on the official ranking of Marvel films. You guys can look at it. Uh, we're gonna do our, Electra. Electra is number one. <laughs> we're gonna do an official ranking of superhero movies, top twenty, top twenty-five, as a Patreon exclusive. Uh, Lois and Clark, Twin Peaket. Uh, there's talks of the people, the creative people behind Lois and Clark, yep. coming back to do a season five. Dude. I'm down. Yeah, nothing nothing is greenlit, and it seems like it's been inspired by their participation in this Krypton show, or whatever okay. it is. That or they, or that, no, they, Supergirl. Supergirl, yeah, Supergirl. Yeah, yeah. That they're like, like just getting the band back yeah, together, yeah. and they're seeing because each other. Terry, like, Terry we Hatcher, do, we yeah. should do season five. So Terry Hatcher is a villain in this? I don't know if she's like Zod's IDK. wife or whatever. I haven't seen it. But um, Dean Cain is Supergirl's stepfather, or her, her adopted human father, right? Who actually is the same person as the cyborg, maybe, but not the cyborg. IDK. Anyway, doesn't matter. Um, so the last episode of Lois and Clark is at the 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 season finale before the last season, I think. Other Kryptonians come, and Superman goes away with them. Like, hey, you're the House of L. You're like the leader. You're like royalty. Come back home, and they go. And then the other season comes back, and Zod is invading the Earth, and Superman comes back, and they def- there's like a Kryptonian war. Superman wins. It says, listen, this is my home now. You guys go be your people. Have good. And the Krypton, Kryptonians leave after they have... It, he's helped them solve their civil war, solve their battle. So, the last episode, Lois and Clark want to, want to start a family. And whatever's going on in the background doesn't matter. And they find out they're going to Star Labs, and they're talking to the doctor. And he's like, listen, you guys can't have kids. Kryptonian human DNA is not doesn't match. Can't do it. And then uh, they're sitting in bed talking about it. And he's like, well, you know what? We have each other. That's enough. And then Clark hears something. He's like, what is it? And they go downstairs, and there's like a fucking baby carriage there. And there's a note. He's like, I don't believe it. And they go down, and it's just like, you know, Lois and Clark, you deserve this, whatever. And they pick up. They have a, I don't know if it's a son or what. I don't think, I think it's a son. And then that's the last scene, you know? And you don't know if it was the Kryptonians that helped facilitate it somehow or if it's just 
fucking god mm-hmm. who knows mm-hmm. i mean they did a lot of, they went they went a little wacky it was the 90s mm-hmm. there's some wacky stuff that happened in that that season i remember the the one somebody sprayed some shrinking stuff on him and he, he was like little mini superman were any of them wearing trench coats no there was no trench coats All right, fair okay enough. no trench coats not sure if i'm in stubbly faces of facial hair oh, of course okay good one cool thing they did it with that show is they did really fun little beginning clips before the uh the uh opening title of like funny stuff he would do with his powers. Like he'd walk into like this shitty apartment and be like, okay, I got it. And like he, the guy would shut the door and all of a sudden you get super speed, like painting and, and fixing everything. And then the guy would open, oh, here's the extra key. He's like, all right, thanks, got it. And you know, like stuff yeah, like that. Or like, or he'd be playing baseball with himself. He'd be the pitcher. He'd look over, he's on first base. You know, he's the batter. He's the, and, 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 and like, cause he's super speeding around. Sure. I always had fun stuff like that. It was always, as a kid, always captured imagination. So I would love to see this. And they'll do, and they do what they're doing right now in uh, Superman, where they have Lois Clark and Jonathan, the the son, and they've moved from Metropolis or whatever. But you have this super kid like family drama, and you mix it in that world, and having the same type of things. I think that would be fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. And both of them are still in relatively good enough shape that I think it would be palatable. You know, you're not going to see like an old, you know, sixty year old fat. Sloppy Superman. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like Dean Kane could still, you know, get into the tights and they could have, you know, Superboy, but not make it corny, make it like, you know, bring it up to modern times. Mm-hmm. But I, I think that would fucking work, man. Yeah, and and make it palatable well, to children as well. I'm not sure yeah. if I'd watch it because it would probably require me to watch all the other ones, but. Uh, no, this isn't something for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think it is either. This, this is not for your kind. <laughs> uh, we, we, don't, we don't allow their kind in here. Yeah. They're droids. They gotta be outside. Who watches The Watchmen on HBO? I do. I would too. Yeah. There's talks. Nothing. Once again, nothing is greenlit, but there is talks of a Watchmen series coming to HBO, which I hope is before Watchmen stuff. Well, I think they they talking about it would be a reboot based not based off the movie, but I think it's still be produced by some of the same folks or something. Um, I see. I I think some of the same people will be involved. I just don't like the idea of doing that movie over again. Like, no, I, they they should make it their own. Like, but I would love to see that stuff, man. But see, that's the kind of thing that they could start the movie off, have flashbacks of that stuff, and that's do fair. all the before watchman stuff. Make you know, make it seven or eight seasons before they get to the final bit. A television adaptation of The Watchmen, the seminal 1986 DC Comics miniseries by Alan Moore and Dave Gibbons, is reportedly in early development at HBO. Damon Lindelof of Lost and the Leftovers is in talk to steer the series. I haven't watched Leftovers, but people say it's great. Yeah, I actually, I want to see that, but I think it's on Cinemax, right? No, it's on HBO. Is it? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. So that's cool. That's, a, that's the one about the rapture. Everybody's gone. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so the next note is Russians are meddling with the DCEU. <laughs> uh, <laughs> apparently, <laughs> apparently this dude uh, pitched the Red Sun um movie to the WB. Nothing nothing was greenlit. Nothing is, you know, any more than anything other than the Kong Skull Island director John Vaugh Roberts took to Twitter to explain that he pitched WB the idea of the Sun of uh, the Red Sun movie and not vice versa. He says, "Red Sun story, I have no idea if this is being developed. I pitched it to DC as something I want to do, not something they pitched to me." Uh yeah, do a trilogy. Well, what's cool about that, I think, is if if they can 
if they can really in the next year or so cement this universe, which I feel like they still haven't quite done yet. Yeah. But if they can cement it, cement the foundation of the DCEU, and then the idea of doing Elseworlds movies that are a part of it somehow, oh, dude, my fucking is just fucking awesome. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but whether or not they, they, they can't start building, my boner can only get so hard right now. They can't start building additions to a house that isn't doesn't have a strong foundation. I think I agree with you, but I think that a cool thing would be just to do a Elseworld, like Elseworld universe, like sell it as that, and they'll be doing different movies in this that have nothing to do with the main DC universe. I, I, well, I mean that's what it's going to be. Yeah, but I mean like like if they, I think if they start laying the foundation of like the Elseworld title. I think that they could do a lot of different things. I think they could too. I just think that there's the the people are already kind of confused as to what's going on yes, in DC. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So like, I think after the Justice League movie, I think they're because you're talking about even if they did this, I mean, what are you looking at? 2020 before you even start pre-production. Yeah, I mean, it'd be a while. Maybe. They got a lot of other stuff on the docket, you know. So I, I think that, you know, I think that planning that stuff up now wouldn't be a bad idea because it's going to take so much time to 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 facilitate but again dc if you do something like that you need like if you're going to do the red sun it would have to be a three-parter it would have to be you know just like the comic so you'd have to like plan out to make three three whole parts and go all the way to have that twist ending that just it's a, f a mind fuck for everybody it's awesome um and uh you know what other elseworld story would you like to see kingdom come um kingdom come for sure um i don't mind the speeding bullet one where, where superman becomes batman i don't even know if i read that um basically uh instead of instead of falling on the farm he falls in gotham and he's there and he, he's adopted by the waynes and yeah, i guess i, I guess they lost bruce like bruce died or they never had bruce and then he's there um when his parents get killed, but his heat vision comes on and he kills the the the, the guy who killed them, and then you know he's kind of crazy, but he sees the bats and they start flying in the cave or some shit, and he becomes Batman. But at the end, Luther becomes Joker. Oh yeah. That's but at cool. the end, he realizes I need to be a, a a symbol of hope and whatnot, and actually becomes Superman. He doesn't keep the Batman mantle. Hmm. So, um, let's see what's next. Uh, Back to the Future or 21 Jump Street? The Han Solo directors, which we're going to get into here shortly, have apparently met with DC to take over The Flash. Mm -hmm. um, I, I feel like I need to... Because the, the rumor was was that the guy who did Back to the Future... Yeah, uh, Robert Zemeckis. Robert Zemeckis was going to do it in the talks and that makes me feel more comfortable if he were to do it yeah um i need to know a little bit more about this lucasfilm situation before i back these folks doing anything that uh, before i break a news before I, before I, I back these folks breaking news is some asshole talking shit behind my back doing anything else with any sort of franchise that i love yeah um because i just need to know is it kathy kennedy being a bitch you know, or are you guys having a taking a piss? Because I don't know, like I don't know there's a lot. There's a lot about going. Did you hear the Jim Carrey bit? No. They're basically saying that this dude, whoever they picked for being Han Solo, is playing it like Ace Ventura. Yeah. Well, they, I, they, I haven't heard that that 
analogy yeah. specifically, but they do talk about not happy with his performance. They, they've hired an acting coach for him. Yeah. Um, but we'll get to it. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, so we don't know why these guys got off, so to speak. So to speak. But, I, but I just don't know. I don't know how Are I feel. Are they fired or they leave? Uh, everybody's saying they were fired. Okay. It was initially put out that they... That they well, it, initially it was like a mutual thing. Like yeah, they want to yeah. go, we want them to go. They want some creative differences. Yeah. There's, you know, yeah. and then as, they exited based on creative. And as it continues on, it's yeah. like, look, everybody wanted them gone. Yeah. So I don't know how I feel about them right now. I, I think this movie's fucking wrecked. It might be, yeah. and, and, we're, and we'll get there. I don't want to get into Han Solo stuff quite yet. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I know based on this, I'm uncomfortable with them doing anything else that I love at the moment. Um. Yeah, I'm actually a little fearful for Star Wars right now. All right, let's leave Star Wars. Let's take the okay, Flash. Okay, okay, the Flash. So, so we haven't heard anything else about Zemeckis. What else have these guys done? Uh, Twenty One Jump Street is the only so, thing that. Yeah, which you really like. It's funny. Yeah, but I mean, you know, I don't like that. Doesn't necessarily mean that I want them. But like, what they're known for is like. You know they love improv, and you know the script is like a it's a flu, it's a fluid liquid thing. Like we stick to it, we don't stick to it. We just okay. kind of you know, and like look, we we gotta like this comes up later again. But that, like, that might be something that is that might be something that works for a flash. I don't know, man. Like look, we got a schedule. We're supposed to start shooting at six a.m. Mm-hmm. Um, but like you know, but more of a Wally West, but, and not but a Barry there's Allen. a lot of fucking Pokemon right here. And like as soon as I can finish this last Pokemon, because there's Charmander is right there, and if I can catch Charmander, look, we'll definitely start shooting by noon. But if there's a Pikachu around here, you can go fuck yourself. Right, but I have to capture Pikachu. It's very important. There's only so many. So you think this is them? I think this is them. Okay. I got a bad. I got. A, I got a bad feeling about them. <laughs> I see what you did there. Very clever. Um, and then Play Arts Kai. Let's just take a look at the the new bat suit oh, in a toy form, dude. I'm in. Yeah. Now, first of all, let's let me say this. Uh, I don't like the glass. Still don't like the glasses. They let but, me say they do work better than anything else I've seen in that. Okay. Okay. You know what I mean? Okay. Like, yeah. but but now it, I want to go into this. Play Arts does have a way of making shit look cool. Oh yeah. Uh, but I will say this: if that was the first time that I ever saw those little goggle things on him, I'd have been like, dude, that's a fucking badass idea. Why haven't we put goggles on Batman earlier? See, you know I mean? need like remember how. But you now needed, that I've seen them in like the real life, I'm like, oh, I don't know. You know how you know how you needed Spider-Man's eyes to have a functional purpose. Yes. And I didn't. Yes. I, I didn't need them. I liked it. Well, no, before, before, before you were saying like, no, I need that. I need that to make sense. I can't have oh, how because how, how small they were. Yeah. Yes. Like, and, and and that they were moving. Yes. You know, yes. but I, I don't. I just like the idea of seeing him emote. Like just like yeah, kind of yeah, yeah, like yeah, Deadpool's yeah. eyes. Like I yeah. just like the idea. Yeah. Um, you love an emote. The goggles. I need a reason. Okay. I need a reason. I can't. I can't have it just be like, this is this is the goggle suit. Okay. Because it's goggly. Yeah. I think. I think it was. I know what you're talking about. When I first saw him just like open up, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I don't know if I like that. It just seemed like a lot of flash and you know for no reason. But then once they expressed the reason why, because the senses were, it was like, well, you said you were like, I need, I needed to have a reason. Then after the movie, you were like, and it had a reason. Yeah. And I'm yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. like, I didn't. I didn't need a reason for it. Yeah. Like to me, I, the, it was reason enough to be like, because Spider-Man's eyes do that in the comics. <laughs> you know, like that's good enough reason. For me. Sometimes that's good enough reason for me. Yeah. You know, but like, with with this goggle bit. Yeah. I need a reason. Yeah. I'm because sure there's gonna be one. I want to see Batman's eyes, and I want to see white eyes. Is what I really want. Yeah. But 
at the very least, I need to see his eyes. Yeah, I mean, we got white eyes with the with the armor bat suit, which was fucking awesome. Yeah, and we got it with no one. Yeah, for a hot second. Yeah, for a hot second. Yeah. For a hot second, a couple times though. Yeah. Um, like it was it was a tool in the toolbox. They never explain it. They never go yep. into it. Yep. But it, it was just it was there. It happened like the very end of Batman Begins when he jumped out, and then he uses it a few times in Dark Knight Rises with the EMP yep. stuff. It didn't look as cool in no. the EMP. No, it definitely it looked look much better in, yeah. in Batman Begins. Batman Begins, like that point where he flies out of the fucking subway train and his eyes go white, is one of like yeah. my orgasmic movie moments. Yeah, that's good. Like that's like Yoda pulling out a lightsaber. For yeah, me. yeah, and not grabbing it and using the force. You know what I mean? Stop it! Just thinking about it. Fucking. I know. So it's like, what? Whoever came up with that? Whoa! Time out. What if he doesn't even reach for it? What if it just flies into his fucking hand? Oh my god! Yeah, can you imagine that moment right there when like they fucking realize that how badass this shit can be? Dude, like, and I love. Uh, it, it, I, I talk about it all the time, but I, I'll never forget it. Like, there was this Spider-Man Two came out that year, mm-hmm. and there was this like trailer for Spider-Man Two, like with the font and everything, like just the way it looked, and oh, Star, yeah. Star Wars copied it, and yeah, it was like yeah. it was like the biggest. <laughs> action hero of the year and then it it was like with the spider-man font and the whole bit and then it cut with no with no music yeah just to yoda opening up his cloak and the fucking blade flipping into his hand but it didn't come out until the movie was actually yeah it was way after the movie was out it was like a tv spot after the movie was released but like it was like i know i love it i remember you like grabbing me and yelling oh my god yeah like out of your seat almost in my lap so to speak (laughs) like (laughs) oh my god i know everybody just fucking lost their goddamn mind because that was in columbia we saw that right yeah yeah Yeah. that's awesome um even though the movie sucks now (laughs) uh no uh let's see okay q a let's check that's it yeah what wasn't there more no no, I didn't even de- I didn't even delete anything. Really? Uh, I actually put some stuff in the notes. I deleted today. one thing that I put in because your article covered the same thing better. Yeah. That was it. All right. So we actually have like a couple things here to go through. Uh First of all, I want to give a shout out to Sam M. Mhm. He sent something but he said save this for the 100th episode. We do have some one other thing. What's that? Um, Matt Reeves talks about his noir, noir, driven detective comp. Uh, noir, noir. That's the word I'm looking for. Uh, so Planet of the Apes is wrapping up because it's going to be released Friday. No, it's the week after Spider-Man. Okay, so uh, he's starting to go full speed ahead, and Ben Affleck is going to be Batman. He's like, yes, of course he is. Good. Stop being stupid. Um, so this is from Jose Cauldron. Shout out to shout out to Jose. Oh yeah. Dude, sweet pants, bro. Yeah, um, hey guys, greeting from sunny Puerto Rico. Uh, Puerto Rico! Oh! Awesome podcast. I originally was listening to Beer and Bolters, but since it's apparently on a permanent vacation, it's I de- not a permanent vacation. <laughs> Did you just add that bit? Was that no. Uh, I decided to migrate to Nerd Rage Radio. Anywho, knowing that you guys are running fluff-oriented armies, what 40k novels have you read that has helped you understand more of the world and characters for your armies? My all-time favorite is The Emperor's Gift. It's not common seeing Logan Grimnar cutting in half a Grey Knight Grandmaster. Anywho, keep up the great podcast. I'm now into collecting Street Fighter figures and seeing Bobby's YouTube reviews. Hope the commission work motivates you on doing more. Best regards, Jose. All right, Jose, we, we will be back. We just, Joe and I haven't had a chance... Uh, to do a podcast in a while, and recently my schedule has been very demanding 
in regards to like I don't have much time to do shit. Um, but we have a lot to talk about. I'm, I'm like in the. You might have to switch to a Skype format. Yeah, yeah, we might have to do that, which I fucking hate. But uh, um, we're gonna be doing some more videos here soon as well. I'm just, I'm just trying to get this house. Uh, we got this house that I've been running up and having to try to get ready to sell. And once that gets off my plate, and it's not sucking up my extra funds, I'm gonna buy some kind of rig so I can paint and talk at the same time and do some other shit. So let me back. Uh, as for fluff, all right. You might have to take a little 40k time in this sure. one. Sure. Good. I'm gonna do right. this. <laughs> oh man, that's hey, fucked up. Just real quick. So open the door so you at least listen to what I'm saying. Okay. And I would watch. <laughs> it's not the same, Bobby. Acoustics don't work that way. Anyway, so all right, guys. Eighth edition came out here recently, and it, it's fine. It's I'm enjoying it, but it has gone back to a really focus on like quick play, play with what you want to play with type of thing. And I realized in 7th edition, I got really tied into like the money hammer aspect of having all the options for all the formations because you just, it just, you get free stuff. You know what I mean? So it's like, well, you know, why not buy this and that so I can have this or that extra and that would, you know, gives you kind of the advantage and it's kind of an unfair money hammer money hammer advantage that kind of sucks so when eighth edition came out and everything got changed and there's no more formations formations being a group of models like if I if I choose a and B I get C for free or if I choose a B C and D I get E for free or I get this bonus to how the rules are played so it, it kind of pushes you to buy these certain models dude you still talking about Star Trek yeah oh dude so funny um that's not what he said <laughs> in the spirit and uh, anyway um so I kind of got this like sucking feeling when this new edition came out. Like, man, I spent like five thousand bucks on these rule books, you know, and I got all these models. And before I was building this fluffy list to a campaign where I had like every squad to the man. Where like there's this one great hunter squad that has eight people, and this other one that has six, you know. And, and it's like I had them all built out, and and I just like the idea of like the army building like set set up on my on my shelves. Like this is Ragnar Black means campaign. Everybody's in a drop pod. It's fluffy as fuck. There's not a tank in there, not nothing. This is all coming down. Of course, it's a ridiculous amount. of It's like, you know, 15, 16,000 points. I'm never going to play a game that size. So it did affect my collecting, like the story aspect of that, because it's such a really cool story. Like I have Krom Dragon Gaze's unit. I know. I know. And like, it's a really small thing, because he fucked up and crashed his ship down there, and there's like just just kind of his elite guys that survived. He basically killed his own fucking... He, he, he got ahead of the game and basically wiped himself out. And Texting then like, while driving? That's what happened. And, you know, Ragnar shit, and I have, you know, Logan Grimnar stuff of only veterans. So it has, it has affected my collecting of it, but now I'm getting to the point, like, dude, I've got all these... i got boxes of shit that is not even put together, not painted, just so I can fulfill this purpose. Right. And it's like, I'm not going to be able to enjoy it. I, it. It becomes a chore to paint it. I'm painting other stuff because I'm enjoying painting different and different variety of things and experimenting with different colors and, and whatnot. Um, so, yes, the fluff has affected my story my storylines that I have my in, in my head when I played my games. Um, was, but sometimes he, to a detriment. Wasn't he asking which one had the biggest effect on you? Uh, probably the Hour of the Wolf campaign storyline. Shut up. <laughs> That is everything, bro. <laughs> is it everything? Stop it. <laughs> ah. Next question. Um, this is from David Cole. Yeah. Shout out to David. He said, Hey, Nerd Rage, shout out to Adam. Thanks for painting my shit for free. 
Yo, Dave, what's up? Dave is part of our uh, Beer and Volters 40K group, and uh, he built a, a – and, Dave, you're not supposed to tell everybody. Yeah, I, I painted your shit for free. Yeah, you got to hook up. I am oh, do you want to take a crack at my bike, my speeder bike? Yeah. What you got? The model kit one? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, because, you know, I'm trying to, trying to, trying to make some money. Mm -hmm. you got to pay off them glass shelves, all right? So, you know, keep it to yourself. Don't tell nobody. All right, everybody gets one free. Before you reach the yeah. glass ceiling. Um, <laughs> let's see. Bobby, more musicals. You are truly talented at pulling them out on the spot and making me full-blown laugh at highway speed. Probably how I'll die one day. And Joe KW, let us know when the chats get too honky. I remember a recent conversation about Joe's marriage proposal, and it triggered a memory of my own. Triggered! I remember my mom telling me about the day my dad proposed to her. He was driving his 1970-something Camaro Ford guy and blitzing down Ritchie Highway. Dude, shout out to Dirty Bernie. I know, right? And somewhere, uh, or somewhere trashy, my dad told me, not asked, told my mom if she wanted to get married, there was a ring in the glove box. Yes, you read that correct. For some reason, she said yes, and I'm here to share this with you. When I asked my wife's father if I could marry his daughter, he leaned back in his computer chair, seemed like he was thinking for five to eight seconds, and told me, I guess. Wasn't what I was expecting at the moment, but seems to be my go-to story for what's your awkward moment. I noticed a pattern of people having awkward proposals and wondered if there were any others how did mrs russman and mrs skullface take to the life-changing proposal and news Ooh. great show you guys helped me with my daily route i will say this i do regret not asking my father-in-law before i prepare i propose my wife i don't okay i do i because you know i kind of think you know he's a he's a he's a he's got a big heart you know what i mean he didn't have any sons he probably would want that experience and i didn't realize it I didn't realize it until hates pants. Hates pants. <laughs> I didn't realize it until like you know we we let them know we just showed up and she had a ring on. Mm -hmm. um, but dude, like I my wife and I laugh at this sometimes. Like there is like no reason that our marriage has worked. You know, like it took it is taking work and it like I kind of feel like I kind of feel like we're soulmates. But it's just like we it was like a happenstance. Mm -hmm. I kind of feel like you and your wife like always knew. Yeah. You know and I mean like you guys are much more you guys is the the nice romantic drama. My wife and I are the romantic comedy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> definitely, 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 definitely. So, um because you know like one of our plenty of drama on my end. Though. Yeah, yeah. So like basically we had just saw the movie um Meet the Parents. Liar, liar. Just saw the, I, I, <laughs> just dad, saw the movie Liar Liar. Actually, Drew Carey gave a hell of a performance. I was with my dad my sister we went and saw meet the parents and in that movie his his girlfriend's name is pam and like he got all the kids together said marry me pam mm -hmm. so he just watched that movie oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was right around christmas and i was like christmas. i don't know what to get her for christmas and he's like my dad was like you just buy a ring and just engage get engaged and i was like okay because i couldn't figure out another <laughs> another christmas wow. present right so um so we went to the mall right after this movie and got a ring um, and then I actually, it was, it was in my, I was living on like third street with my dad at the time. Um, and I put it, I made it an ornaments, the box and ornaments. And I was like, oh man, check out the, we just finished decorating the tree. You should check it out. And she's and like, she's looking around and she saw it and she like picked it up off the tree and then I like, turned around. I was on my knee type of thing. Oh, that was nice. And that was nice. I thought, I thought it was pretty inventive, but just did it on the whim. Didn't think anything about it. Hmm. We were engaged for like four years before we got married. And uh, we we had changed her. Did you ask her? Did you say, "Will you marry me?" When she yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I never asked my wife. Really, yep. just popped out this. So it doesn't count. 
Yeah. You guys aren't married. I, I tossed it to her underhand toss because she's a girl. So, <laughs> um, so, so uh, but we, you know, so we ended up moving in together after that because even though she was like in college and like paying for her own shit, her parents gave her a hell of a time like staying with me. You know what I mean? Um, so, and that pissed me off. Like, you know, they they, they want to fucking they 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 give you rules if they're paying for your shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That was that was kind of a big. You know, back in the day, I look back as like you know, immature being a douchebag, but I did have some points to that. Anyway, so we had one wedding date. I had to, I was away, and then we had to replan it. We planned it again. And I was away again for a few months, and then we finally got married. Um, the date was double. The numbers were double from our original wedding date, which was also like the first day we started dating. So mm-hmm. like those numbers and letters. And, so that was it. I um. I'm glad I got married young because I didn't spend that much money on a wedding ring. I didn't spend that much money on a, a wedding. My, so my wife and I started dating when I was 15, and she was 15. Like her mom used to drop her off at my house, sneak below drives on the couch, like, yeah. Yeah. you know. And we were together forever. Like we never broke up. We never had to took a break. We together never did any of that. Like we were just together. So to me, it always seemed like it was going to happen, but I. I I'm a, I'm a planner. Like, I'm a methodical planner. So, like, she went to school. She got a doctorate. I was going to school. I, I wanted us to split their careers, have a house, the whole bit. Like, I wanted us to be in a good place before I did it. So, we started dating when we were 15. And eventually, she graduated college. She did eight years and seven because that's who she is. And I did four years and six because that's who I am. And... I was working on the loading dock, but I was a full-time gig. You know, it was good Mm pay for me anyway at the Mm -hmm. time. And she had gotten a job doing what she does. And we got a house together. We got a townhouse. And, like, that was in 2004, and I was 23. And, like, so we had been together for almost 10 years by that point. And, like, her friends got married. Like, all our friends had been married. I'd already gone to all of her friends' weddings. You had gotten married, like, you know, like mm-hmm. that year, like before I, I I proposed. And, like, everybody's getting married. But yeah. her and I didn't get married. Yeah. And we were together longer than everyone else who had gotten married. Uh, so, like, her friends used to give her shit. Like, you guys are never getting Like, it's not going to happen. It's, and fucking cunts. My friends, you were the only one that got married. Most of my friends were Rolling Stones, if you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying. So, like, it, they were in a different bracket and because I was I had I came from that group of friends didn't Shane get married before us Mm-mm. they get married way late like a couple years ago did he really yeah I mean, did he get married he married after his kids no he was married before his kids but like right before she was pregnant with the first oh married. okay 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 uh it's so like eight years ago I guess okay uh so anyway the um I, I, I nobody thought I was gonna marry her because everybody thought I was just cut from the same cloth that my most of my friends were cut from but I had every intention of marrying her. I just wasn't going to do it until we were set up. So long story short, we moved in together into the townhouse. And that was like one of my stipulations, like both jobs. Check. You know, like out of school. Check. Home. Check. And like we went out to dinner, like after we bought the house, we hadn't moved in. We went out to dinner, like went to Lily and walked around. She thought it was happening that night. I had no idea that she thought it was going to happen that night, but definitely did not. <laughs> Um, shout out to my buddy Forbes. He took his girl out to Little Italy also, and she thought it was going to happen that night. 
and he actually ended up proposing to her later on that night but like he like he was like chrissy and she turned around and he like got down on one knee and she was like and he like started tying his shoe and he was like what do you want to do for dessert and like got up and then like went went to dessert and everything (laughs) um but anyway, so we were moving into the house. It took forever because we had shit all over the place. We had shit at her parents. We had shit at my grandparents, my grandma's. We had shit at my dad's house. We had shit from my mom's house. Like we had shit everywhere. I, think I had some shit of yours too. I mean, yeah, I think yeah. you did too. Yeah. Um, and when I gave, like, we had a train going for this last, mm. so to speak, for this last <laughs> bit of stuff that was coming into the house. So, like, she would meet me halfway up the steps, and I would come halfway up the steps, give her a box. She'd take it upstairs. It was the last bit. And on the last box, she came downstairs. And I had the ring sitting on top of the last box. And she started crying and carrying on. And that was it. There was no, will you marry me? It was no, it was just like. Aren't you slick. Yeah. And then we got married February of the next year. And this was like fall. And um, it was great. Like the, the wedding and the night before my wedding is some of the best times of my life. Like. Seriously. And I, I regret to this day, like, uh, Adam wasn't the best man in my wedding. I regret to this day that decision. Um, you had gotten married before me, and your brother was the best man at your wedding. You came to me, and you were like, look, there's a part of me that wants you to be my best man, but I feel like it's not worth the family drama yeah. of making that decision. Yeah. So I'm going to put my I brother... I had four best men. And I think I did mine as a petty tit for tat really I, like you know i'm really to think hard about it uh i was okay with it though yeah but i i regret it. i regret it to this day and i but I, but i had a great night nonetheless and we had my, my wedding interestingly enough like it was a was a my dj had a playlist who was my fourth so there was you tim tim my brother there was somebody else right yeah was it i don't think so uh um but uh a couple things about my wedding like we had a playlist for the dj she wasn't allowed to take requests yeah um we did no synchronized dancing yeah so no fucking no fucking now now left leg jump now jump again i I think that was after regardless it, it wasn't at my wedding yeah uh we played old dirty bastards baby i got your money that's one of the songs that played during yep. my wedding uh, Nine Inch Nails was there. Marilyn Manson was there in, in but music also, form. But also, uh, um, Nina Simone. Yeah, that was what we closed down to. Yeah. Uh, walked into the Imperial March. You walked into the Superman theme. Yeah. Uh, and then um, I danced with my grandmother to Somebody Loves You by Patti LaBelle. And my sister, uh, my, my stepfather videotaped it, and my brother sold that camera that had the videotape in it for drugs oh it's gone forever um and then the night before the night before was like the one time in my life that everybody everybody that i truly loved and grew up with was in the same space at the same time what were you i can't even remember i i that whole weekend was so i was so drunk from like two o'clock in the morning you bought like like eight bottles of champagne or something stupid yeah and we were drinking we started drinking in the a.m yeah yeah. And we were drunk. We were drunk at my wedding. Oh, at, dude. While we were, oh, while oh, we were yeah. getting married. Oh, yeah. I, I, remember the, I remember the world, like, spinning. Yeah. I, I, not now, it was one of those, I wasn't too drunk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, I had, at that time, I had kind of mastered it. 
I had, I had sharpened my skills, and I could maintain that nice buzz the whole time. But I remember, I remember the pastor or whatever that that married us did this whole bit about like, but it went too far. It was about like things being made for each other. Yeah, and it was like like Noah's Ark. There was a bear and another bear, and like that would have been good enough. You know what I mean? But yeah, like, he had to go to the chicken, and then there was a sloth, <laughs> and another sloth, and there was a giraffe, and also another giraffe, and a rhinoceros, and then another rhinoceros, and like he kept going, and I started hearing like from my wedding party like. <laughs> Because everybody was fucked up because Adam bought like eight bottles of champagne and we were riding around on a limo just drinking. Oh, dude. Before yeah. before the wedding. But that night, I mean, it was you You were there. Mario was there. Shane was there. Uh, Brutus, Brutus was there. Dot was there. Mike. Shoulders was there. Like, uh, my my wife's aunt, who I love dearly, like booked us that suite because she worked there. Yeah, and yeah, had, yeah. It was stocked with beers in the fridge, fifths of Bellevue. What, what did we do that dinner that night for dinner? I don't even remember. I, I can't even eat. I do like at whole. All I know is like, all right, prior to your wedding, my buddy Tim got married. I th- yeah, because they, they spent, actually, they might, he might have got married before me. His dad spent like $25,000 on this, this. It was like the, the Hilton down in Baltimore. Mm-hmm. And like he had like the penthouse suite. We His dad paid off the goddamn manager and we kept on drinking until like 4 o'clock in the morning. I got so fucked up at his wedding. I had like thrown up fucking red wine all over my tux. The tux shirt was completely red. Like Tim's mom had to strip me butt naked and like give me a shower. And I remember like, I was like, hey, I take my clothes off. You know, like just talking stupid. Like my wife was so mad at me, man. But like, and like Tim's, uh, his whole family's a bunch of like, Roughneck motherfuckers from like was it Brooklyn down there or whatever it is? Oh, yeah, 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 I mean like the whitest of the white trash. Mm. I love him. Like his 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 uncle came in and fucking leather chaps to a fucking wedding. True story. There's a Brooklyn Baltimore for those listening. Yeah. That's what he's and um, anyway, so I remember like, dude, I cannot do that at Bobby's. I cannot do that at Bobby's. But, but we have a good time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, like, I want to say we went to Little Italy for dinner or I something. I can't remember. Oh, I, did we go to Ruth's Chris? I can't remember. I almost I, I I know we went to this like crab place for my rehearsal dinner, like my dad took us and they had like crab pretzels. Oh yeah 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 yeah. Um, but like I, I that wasn't the night before though. Was no, it? but I remember that like uh, there was like I think what was because my wife and I were together for so long before we got married, and. I think that people were like genuinely happy to see it finally. Happen. Yeah, 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 yeah. And like for that, sure. that was a a great moment. At the end, my wife and I danced to "Feeling Good" by Nina Simone, and like the entire group of people like formed a circle around us, like and held hands. Like I, it's funny. Like it gives me a little emotional. Like it was yeah. a, a powerful yeah. moment. Like, and then I remember going upstairs into the hotel room like later that night. Yeah, and. Like, there was, like, roses on the bed, like, rose petals on the bed and shit. And all I could think about was, holy fuck, her mom did this. I bet you green money her fucking you mom did out? Did she do it? Oh, yeah, she absolutely did it. That's crazy. That's weird. weird. Yeah, yeah, that's man. very weird. What the fuck? Deflower. Um, deflower my daughter. I deflower these roses. I'm like, check. <laughs> um, all right, so, uh, Paul A. He said, I hope this makes it in time. Let's hear it for the villains. Who would you rank as your all-time top five to ten oh. villains? Let's do five. Yeah. Is whatever criteria you like or none at all. Deep question. No deep questions today. Just enjoy when you guys do your top picks. Uh, all right. Okay. Go so, ahead. 
We're going to have to have Magneto. Okay. We're going to have to have Joker. Okay. We're going to have to have Thanos. Why? why, why tell, tell me why. Tell me your choices here. So for Magneto... He's right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like... like I think that's what makes him. We talked about this before, but that's what makes him so it, beautiful. It's like it's like that that Malcolm X, the early Malcolm X, Martin Luther King, like you know, the dichotomy with yeah, him yeah, and, yeah, and Charles yeah. Xavier, and it's fucking. Like Dude, that. I read oh, this right thing. Back, okay, there's a package. You start opening up, open up a toy on the podcast. I'm gonna start chewing gum. <laughs> Let's put that out. There. I, I just want to get him out and stand him up. Okay, you were talking about Magneto. All right, so let me just let me just spitball some people, and then we'll we'll get back to it. So, okay. kind of feel like a sit. Does Darth Vader count? Is this only comic yeah, books? Definitely. Oh shit! I gotta rethink my shit. Oh. The devil, Satan, Satan, Lucifer, also known as Beelzebub. Satan. Hey, gang. Um. Oh shit, dude. I think we should just do. Con I think we should just do the big two. I don't think we should include Darth Vader. No, 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 no. Gotta include them all. No, is just, that what it is? Yeah, read yeah. the read the question again. All right. right. Uh, let's hear. Let's hear for the villains. Who would rank as your all-time top five to ten villains? Oh fuck. Um. So Darth Vader. Um. The the guy in Schindler's List. <laughs> okay. Really fines, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you gotta have him, right? I guess. Don't you? It, like, who's more villainous? I uh, think he's worse than Hitler. Hitler. <laughs> <laughs> Joseph Stalin. Uh huh. Mao. Uh huh. I think that's five. All right. And Satan. Did that Satan in there? Fair enough. <laughs> that's not fun. Uh, yeah, it's not, not fun then. Yeah, I'm not. You know, I'm going. I'm going too exact. Yeah, I'm I got sort of weighing. <clears throat> I mean, it's just your choice. It's your choice. F all right, fictional villains. Uh, that's how I'm taking it. Okay, yes. okay, okay, okay. Vader. And I, but then if you say Vader, you gotta say the Emperor. It is. It is tough that way. It is tough that way. I agree. Um. Magneto, Joker, Lex. Gotta add Lex in there too. I might need. I might need ten. I might you need can ten. Do ten. You can do ten. Your mom. <laughs> Dude, nice choice. <laughs> uh, I, I want to add Thanos and Darkseid in there as well. Um, Dr. Robotnik. <laughs> He's a pain in the dick. I mean, dude, he just wants to kill furry animals. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, who, you know? <laughs> Meter maids. <laughs> uh, Dr. Robotnik's going to be a hard one to beat. <laughs> That's good. That's really, really good. Shredder. <laughs> you know what I mean? Speaking of animal killers. Yeah. Um, who else? Oh, let's just think of ridiculous villains now. So I'm going to say, I'm going to put Magneto in my top five as well. But like, there's characters like Magneto, Megatron. They're kind of like the same dude. You yeah, know what I mean? yeah, IDW Megatron. Anyway, yeah, like Magneto slash Ma War for Cybertron, Fallout Cybertron. Yeah, um, continue, continue. Yeah, I um, I, I think Razak Ghoul is the same as that. You know? Yeah, 
in the same vein. In the same vein, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I would say Magneto. I would say Megatron. Uh, IDW Megatron slash War for Cybertron follow Cybertron Megatron. Um, I would say the the Joker. I'm gonna say the Nothing from Neverending Story. Okay. He's one of my favorites. Yeah. And I think I think he's interesting because it's like adulthood. Yeah. You know, and yeah, like, yeah. uh, is that you? Yeah. <laughs> adulthood is like the ultimate villain. Well, like I had my foot up there stretching it out on that chair, mm-hmm. but then I was like, dude, if I tip that over. And that hits that detoff at that angle. That's going to suck. <laughs> yeah. um, and then my number one would be Vader. I think there's, that's a, a Magneto. Who's my fourth one again? Megatron. Yeah, Magneto, Megatron. The nothing. Joker, nothing, Vader. Okay. The nothing's good. Nothing's good. No devil? No. He's got so it. many good devils. You though. know, to be fair, we've only heard God's side of the story. <laughs> Uh, um, let me think. And do you think the Joker is a Joker deservant of that rank? Because I I agree with you. He needs to be on there, but does he really deserve it as much? I think so. Really? Yeah. Like like he's he's for one, he stood the test of time. Yeah. He is magnetic. There's many, but there's many iterations. Sure. But but yeah. even in every iteration, he's magnetic. Like he draws your attention. You want? I wouldn't say every. Well, everyone that I, I can see. think of. I, I mean, like, I, I love them in the old 66 show. Yeah. You know, Caesar, um, Caesar Romano. The cartoons, Nicholson. Yeah. Maybe right. not. Uh... Yeah. That's what I'm get at. That's what I'm get at. <laughs> but even that, like, I, I can't There's help but want to watch them. There's bits. You know, yeah. I, it, I, 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 you know not, I haven't seen that movie. I want to see the extended edition. No, you don't. But I, but, I do. But I hate I, it. I do. But, I, like, I just, when I watched, I watched the extended version, the last one I watched. Hey, like, the Dead Shot, by the way. Time to save the world. That's what I think of that. But like, I just watched it when I does. Wo- he have a Will Smith head? Yeah, uh, but I think I'm gonna use it as a Jedi uh, custom for uh, Jolie Bindu or whatever his name is, the guy from Knights of the Old Republic, which is just like Will Smith. Really? Yeah. Um, but anyway, the like the the thing is, is I, I don't like him as Joker, but I'm still drawn to him. Dude, there's something I gotta say though. That Wonder that Wonder Woman, that Catwoman is looking more and more aged. Oh yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like like. It's it's getting so good. I look at that now. I'm like, ooh. Yeah. Well, look how look how misformed her torso is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You Agreed. Know? Agreed. Um, um, but yeah, that would be my top five. Uh, what, what about some more honorable mentions? Honorable mentions. Um, I think, you don't think Lex Luthor? Yeah, he would be my honorable mention. Okay. Venom would be my honorable mentions. Mm, Venom. Venom. I I I'm picking up what you're throwing down on that, but I do feel like he is. He's got too much of a... Well, I guess he has the same triggered pass as, a, as, as an anti-hero as Magneto. Yeah. Okay. Um, I think that... Uh, I think that Cobra Commander is like a really interesting villain. Like after the movie. Like the fact that he was like this scientist. Yeah, I actually... Like, I did like that. I did too. A lot yeah. of people don't. But I, I like love that. that. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Like that. Like it turned him into from like this organized, organized bullshit terrorist organization into like this cult... Yeah. Type thing like it made it more interesting to me. Yeah, yeah. And for a children's cartoon, it's you know, true. Uh, uh, the Skeletor from the two thousand. He Skele- made. Yeah, Skeletor's good. Skeletor old one is not. You bonehead. <laughs> You're hey, a boob. Hey man, it's me. <laughs> it's me, Skeletor. <laughs> um, 
The Emperor would be my honorable yeah. mentions. I mean, even Maul would you know, be my You know, too, uh, Reverse Flash. Reverse Flash is kind of a terrifying... He's, he, yeah. He could be one of the scariest... Sinestro? Yeah, Sinestro's good, too. He is, but he... he I, we, only heard, we only heard that inside of the story. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, it's true. It's um, I don't know, man. There's so... like like Ooh, I, I think a lot of times... about It? Yeah, but not to, not the spider bit, just the clown. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, there's so many good ones, like that that really define who the heroes are. That's what makes them the good villains, yeah. you know. And like that's why I feel like Venom is good. That's why I feel like Magneto is good, and Joker, and like th- those types of villains. Uh, even Megatron. Um, but I, I I think that uh, I don't know. I think there's a I think th- I think that's my big. Like if I were to th- if I were to cast the widest net, I think that's who I would catch. Is this an IDW hot rod? Yeah, it looks good. Yeah, it does. No, no kibble at all. I do like how they incorporate like the wheel. Yeah, yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. that stuff. That's they're getting smart about that. It's a very IDW thing. Do they actually change? Does their look actually evolve and change in the comics? Well, depending on the artist. Okay, but I mean, do they do they add that into the story? Like why no. he's changing or something? Sometimes, like but not all the time. That that would be a cool function. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Uh, let's go on to the next one. Uh, Paul C. He said, let's use NRR platform for good today. It's far too late for that now. <laughs> well, at least from a certain point of view. Let's spotlight some underrated and underappreciated things today. Can you each spotlight something that you feel doesn't get the love it deserves and give an example of why people should give it a try? I know Batman would never be your spotlight, but it could be something like Batman is great. It's much darker and more nuanced than everything than everyone thinks. Check out Long Halloween. It could also be more general than that. Model kits are great. They give you a great sense of accomplishment when you actually build a toy, and they ultimately end up playing with every day. Check out Goth Gundam. Check out hentai. If you like boobs and tentacles, mm. you should definitely watch X. Or if it could be very specific. People always say that celery is boring and flavorless. I eat celery every day with a chicken breast with a little bit of pepper, flake, and sea salt. It's delicious and healthy. As so many of your listeners, at least three of us, I assume, love hearing your opinions, this will be a good chance for us to start looking into something else that we may potentially love. Uh, there's this movie called The Mummy. I knew it. I, knew it. I fucking knew it. How did you go first? I got to think about this for a little bit. I am going to say Flight of Dragons. <laughs> I, think Flight is of a, Dragons. I think it is a great cartoon. It's, from too, the, it's too far. From the 80s. I feel like it should be mentioned with the upper echelon of no. great cartoons from the 80s. I think that it was ballsy. I think that it was. it took risks. There's fucking real consequences in it. There's challenging subjects. And it's kind of about like it's 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 obviously like magic versus science, but there's an element of there that's also like religion versus science. Yeah. And uh, I think that the acting is superb. It's fucking James Earl Jones. I like the world. I like that there's like these four wizards that keep the entire Wizard! universe, the spectrum of, of the universe in balance. Yeah. Like, and like one is like of the sea and one is of the sky and one is of the earth and one is of like the darkness. Yeah. And like, I just, I think that that movie is a lot more rich and a lot more in depth for a children's property than it ever gets the credit for. Okay. Down. Um, so one thing that I'm into, I probably never taught, I might have brought it up. I've actually read all of the Anne Rice vampire books as questionable as that is. <laughs> um, I remember one time you told me, like I called you because I knew you were reading them and I knew you were working that night. Yeah. And I was like, dude, just tell me the story. 
And yeah. I sat there and I listened to you tell like the whole story up until the the book you. Yeah, read. yeah, yeah. I, I can't remember as well now, but it's fucking good, man. Yeah, it was good when like, you. Like um, the story was good. So I probably told the story before. It's worth telling again. But there's a girl in high school I had like the biggest crush on. She lived on my block, and she was like probably a junior when I was a freshman, you know. So we I used to like walk to her house and I would get a ride with her to school. I wish it was more than just a ride to school. Bro. No doubt. But like, you know, sometimes I'd come in and like she'd be like in her bra, like completely oblivious to like, I, maybe she didn't, maybe she knew that she, what she did or whatever, but like, she's like, hey, come on in, I'll be right there. I'm like, oh, boobs. But uh, she was reading this book and she's like, hey, you should read this. And like, I held on to it forever. You know what I mean? I was so horrible. People like, give me a book, I never read it. Mm. You know, you know about I'm that. I'm familiar. It's even worse with novels. Right, you know? right, right. So, one day, I was, this is years later, I'd graduated high school, I was working, um, I think I was doing security like at a mall or something, working nights, and I was locking it all up, so you had nothing to fucking do. So, I had recently moved, and I found the book, I'm like, you know, I'm gonna fucking read this. And I sat down and read it, and it was um, The Vampire Dad, which is part two, because I was already familiar with the movie, and, uh, you know, it's, it's one, of, it's one of my, Tom Cruise, another great job in that movie. You know, mm-hmm. interview the vampire. Everybody's gay. That's probably my everybody's f- gay for at least five minutes after watching. That's it. probably my favorite Tom Cruise performance. Yeah, he did. He did a fucking good job, and that's how I always envisioned Lestat. I didn't like the the Queen of the Damned film no. that came out. Ugh. Anyway, I read that movie, and like it got me sick to my stomach. It was so graphic. It was like one of those experiences. Like, oh man, this is when people say that the book is better than the movie. This is what because you, you, there's just certain things that people give you visuals that just they get in there, you know, they, they, it, a picture is worth a thousand words sometimes. Sometimes that thousand words is worth a thousand, <laughs> worth a thousand pictures, you know what I mean? <laughs> right, right, right. Um, and like, I was kind of hooked and because I had gotten so late in the game, there was so many of them that I could, and there's actually one right now that's out that, or one or two that I haven't read and I wanted to jump into it, but like, I get so obnoxious when I read a book, I cannot put it down, I have to finish it and I just don't, I don't feel like I have time right now to invest. Mm. Um, but it, it's just a really good series. That the way they f- they flesh out the world, um, they go back and give like the history of the vampires, which makes sense. The history of life, of like souls, of God and the universe in that world, witches and mummies, and I, I like I basically I went and read like a bunch of her different stuff. One was Ramsey the Damned, um, which is really good too. It's about the mummy, and she never went back and, and visited it. And there's this one part where um, yeah, what is what is that vampire's name? Mor not Morpheus. Let's just call him Morpheus. I know that's not correct. But he's like he's found Lestat and he's an ancient one. He's like a thousand years old. Mm. And he's the he is the like the keeper of the queen and the king of the dam. They like turn into statues at this point. It's not moving anymore because they're so fucking immortal. And um he he relays a story of of sensing Morpheus. Or uh I'm sorry, Ramsey. And Ramsey basically sends this mental message, like, don't fuck with me. And it's kind of, it's really cool what they did is, like, the mummy was kind of like an anti-vampire. Like, sunlight fueled them, and they couldn't die, and they they always hungered for life. So, like, they can never get enough sex. They can never get enough food. They just eat copious amounts of food. Mm-hmm. And, like, um, but... That is cool. Yeah, they but they can never be destroyed. And, like, life just gets boring, you know? Mm-hmm. So what they end up doing is they lock themselves away in the dark, and they end up shriveling and, like, you know falling asleep <laughs> so um and I, I did want her to do because it, it had the like Nefert- nefertiti was the would you have, would that. you be up for a reboot 
Oh, absolutely. Yeah, me too. Absolutely. Yeah. I I would love to see that in like a FX show or a a Netflix show. And they talk. I think they talked about doing Netflix at one point. I think they um, did. But at, it's it's weird though. After uh, Hurricane Katrina, uh, Anne Rice got like super religious. Like she just like you know so many people died and she just got super religious. And Interesting. She, and she only wrote religious novels for like I don't know like ten years maybe. It's been a while. Got that out of her system. Yeah. And now she's back to writing you know her her other stuff. But I know it it, it it's it's funny because there's so much cliche with like goth chicks and that series like back in the day. Mm-hmm. Um. But she was she's a good writer and I I enjoyed her stuff and I've always liked monsters. Mm-hmm. I've always you know I love. Uh, you know, and and the more you can, that's the one thing about the mummy that got me. The more you can, uh, the fact that I found out Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde was in, it, like, oh, right, 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 right. I'm sold. All you, that's all you had to do is give me my peanut butter and jelly. Right, right, you right. You know what I mean? Um, so that's it, give it a try. You know, you may like it, you may not like it. <clears throat> um, the other thing that I've watched here recently that I've been enjoying is is a, a sci-fi TV show called Dark Matter. I just like that world. It's you know, it's your space-faring spaceship type stuff. And the the galaxy is kind of controlled by these these corporations that are fighting with each other. Sounds about and right. And there's not really a government. The government is kind of a puppet. Sounds, um, sounds about right. So it's like a mixture of like Firefly and Star Trek, but it's kind of dystopian at and the same time. Today. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and I like everybody in it. They're um, all bad, and they're bad guys, pretty much. Next question is from Rogue War. He said, "Near the end of Return of the Jedi." He said, uh, "What's up, Nerd Rage? Welcome back, Joe." Near the end of Return of the Jedi, during the celebration on the forest moon, Luke walks away from the party and is treated by a visit from a force ghost of Yoda, Obi-Wan, and Darth Vader. Anakin. Anakin. There are two versions of this ending, the original having David Prowse as Vader. No. No, it was Sebastian Shaw. The rebooted version having Hayden Christensen. The first time I saw the latter, I was thinking, what the hell is he doing there? Yoda and Obi-Wan were portrayed as the age they were when they died, but not Darth Vader. I was wondering what your preference is, if you have given it any thought. just seems kind of weird to me, so I thought I'd consult the nerd masters. Speaking of Hayden Christensen, the skit Bobby did for Anakin Skywalker from S.H. Figuarts was some of the serious god-tier acting. Solid fucking gold, man. Oh, what, was that? what was that one? You didn't see it? Uh-uh. Pause it. It's, it's a good okay. one. Okay. Stand by, y'all. Very nice. So, what do you think about? What do you think about it? I have mixed feelings. Um, many. All right. So, there's a time. Do you remember when we like changes? It felt so (laughs) fresh and new. And innocent, to be fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, yeah. So there there was a time. It's like it's like oh wow, they're gonna fix it. They're gonna fix it. And but by that time when that happened, I was just done with it. I was like, no, this isn't fixing anymore. This is this is this is this is something different, something darker. Um, so I'm not a fan. When did fucking he have a bow? Uh, I I I don't know. I haven't seen it in the comics. I don't know if it's something to parts form just to pull the vehicle mode off. Oh, uh, oh, yeah. I guess this is bumper. Yeah. Anyway, anyway so. Uh, I, I, I don't. I don't really care for it. Mm-hmm. I, I kind of feel like it, I kind of feel bad that Sebastian Shaw is kind of like cut out now, mm-hmm. and then he's not even in the credits anymore. Yeah. So. Not even as Vader. That was a big. This one's cracked too, man. That was the big. Uh, the big issue is like it, now they might have changed it since they're because he's still in it. the movie. I know. But yeah, that's Anakin weird. Skywalker just says Hayden Christensen. That's weird. Yeah. So like, this is how I feel about it. The question for me comes down to, is he redeemed? 
Like, is he redeemed? And if he Vader? Is, yeah. Okay. And if he's redeemed at the end, then it should be that form that he takes as a ghost. Old form or young form? Old form. Okay. You know, and if he's, like, not fully redeemed, but kind of gets in on some sort of, like, technicality. Yeah, some chosen one technicality. Then I'm okay with him being how he was before he turned to the dark side. Now, I can also view it as, look, this is Anakin before he was tainted at all. And this is the, so to speak. <laughs> and this is the form. Push my taint. This is the form that the Force Push. is choosing for him. Time out. Did you see that Conan O'Brien Kevin Hart working out? Mm-mm. Dude, I don't watch Conan. I don't saw like Kevin Hart. I, dude, I know, but it's fucking funny as shit, dude. Fuck funny. Continue. Um, I can also see it by the forces choosing, like, look, this is him when he was pure. This is him before he was cancered. Yeah, but you know what? I, I would argue that he had been down the dark path ever since the Sand People incident. Mm -hmm. So that was before he looked like that. Yeah, I, I can see that as well. I I think what it comes down to, there is no reason for it. They just wanted to put Hayden Christensen in it. They just want to tie those other films to the prequels. Yes. And that's why well, I think that. that is the reason. Yeah. Um, now you can say too, well, maybe we'll see a half Vader, half Hayden Christensen force ghost that evolves like they talked about. In the, and maybe that was a concept that he was thinking about doing later. Maybe. And it's, wanted, a bit, it's a bit clunky. You know, uh, but like, I can I can put on, I can put on goggles that I don't necessarily feel. Yeah. In order to accept it is how yeah. I feel about it. Let me ask you this: What if they went back, and when you saw Obi Wan as a Force ghost, he'd morph between old and young to old and young, like while you were sitting there and talking to him. Like, yeah, that, I mean that would be cool. It would then, be and cool. That would forgive yeah. all of it. Yeah. But I, I do feel like. And then you get you get a little bit more Ewan McGregor in there. I do Ewan McGregor. I do wish that David Prowse got a crack at being Vader unmasked. Yeah, I feel like yeah. he earned it. I agree. And I, agree. I would have if if David Prowse was Vader unmasked at the end of mm -hmm. Jedi, and David Prowse was the ghost. I think I would take more of an issue with it. I agree. But since I think in the back of my mind, I'm like, well, this fucking guy wasn't even Vader anyway. <laughs> like, yeah. you, you know, like he never. Even, he didn't earn any of those stripes other than just showing up. Yeah. So I think I, I'm able to forgive it easier. Yeah. yeah. I think if it was David Prowse and they changed it to Hayden, I think I would be pissed. Okay. Fair enough. I think that answers that. Um, and then our last question. We got a lot of questions this week. Thanks, everybody, for the yeah, questions. Yeah, I appreciate I, it. I love fucking getting the questions. This is from uh, this is from JR Link. Not RJR. No, and I think... I think he's a mopper as well. I think he. I think he. I think he's a mopper as well. Okay. Uh, he says, as always, thanks for making my week just a little better with each new show. The last few weeks have been a little on the tough side up here in NYC, so I really do appreciate all the time everyone NYC. from the show puts in and gives us fans news shows each week. Sorry for rambling. On to my question. Everyone loves like Star Wars, but who is your favorite character that is not one of the major characters from the films? It could be from anywhere, books, comics, games, etc. For me, I personally, I love Grand Admiral Thrawn. I actually think he is one of the most interesting villains that Star Wars has ever had and was part of some of the greatest books in all of Star Wars history. I definitely agree with that. Um, I mean, I think my favorite is Jaina. Like, you know, like, uh, I took to her character. Like, the moment that she started talking, mm -hmm. I was like, I like, I like her. Mm -hmm. You know, like, and uh, I love that she is, like, she's her father's daughter, mm -hmm. you know, with a little bit of force behind her. Yeah. And, um, I, I love that she's pragmatic, but not without, 
emotional consequence. Like she understands the greater good and she's willing to do what needs to be done, but she's not going to just ignore her emotions either. Um, I, I love that she's like strong with the force, and like naturally gifted towards the force, but like she's like, yeah, but I'd rather just fly this fucking X-wing, mm-hmm. like because that's that's where I'm happy, you know. And everybody's like, but you got to save the galaxy, and she's like, yeah, but like this is me. Like, that's not, you know. I, I just think it's interesting. It's the like where I was like. Luke does it for a bit, but for the most part, like Luke is running towards his destiny, and Anakin is running towards his destiny, and even Rey is running towards her destiny in a way. She wants to stay back on the planet, but she's still running towards her destiny. Yeah. Um, My family. Yeah. But, but Jaina, like, is, Jaina wants, doesn't want her destiny to be what someone else thinks her destiny is. Gotcha. And I think that's just cool. Mine, actually, I'm going to get a little unorthodox. I really love this. It's Starkiller. Vader's a, a pupil from the, from oh, the, the games. Force Unleashed. Dude, like, all right, so that came out. A lot out, of people do. He's got, like, a big following. Yeah, yeah. That came out, and, like, it blew me away, just the game itself. I, I would sit there for, like, hours and just fuck around with the Force powers. Yeah, that's, you know that's I mean? the fun of that game. Yeah, and I, I, I did find his character kind of compelling, you know? Like, like, he was the inspiration for the Rebellion. Like, his family's, you know... Mm-hmm, symbol mm-hmm. was used for the symbol for the rebellion, yeah. and, it's, and it was it was kind of a cool play with Vader. It was it was interesting. Like they they were I mean the, the stories I guess are throwaway stories and they're garbage, but they just had some interesting characters. And I just loved I loved his 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 rage and his power. It just seemed like so he just he was just this focused weapon, you know. Um, I thought he was interesting, and I, and I, I actually like to see more fleshed out with his character and I, I, it'd be cool and I loved it the dude who was playing him I liked that guy a, a actor he's in a couple of things at the same time it was like you know uh, being human he was also in Smallville he was Doomsday in Smallville uh-huh. um, so I was getting a, at that time I was getting a little bit of him you know what I'm saying <laughs> <laughs> what let me ask you this what what about from the movies from the movies that isn't a main character um, TK421 TK421, why aren't TK, you at your post? Yes, man, because he was the unsung hero of the Rebellion. Yeah, so, dude, what about Broshek? I, you know, I was thinking about Broshek <laughs> before we started this conversation. Um, I, I, let me think. I mean, he's he's halfway responsible for saving like the world. Like Salacious Crumb? Yeah. No? I, I, I like, you know who I'm most curious about? Like, I kind of want to know their story. I'm sure it's done in some fucking comic or something, but, like, yeah. is Lobot. Yeah, and like, what's, yeah. What's, what's going on with you? Like, cause he doesn't really feel Star Warsy to me. No, you know, like he feels Star Trekky to me. Yes, you know, it, even his suit's very Star Trekky. Agreed. So, um, I did watch some more Star Trek. Almost done. Uh, John and I talked a lot of uh, John Big Trekky. Oh yeah, didn't realize that. Yeah, Big Trekky. Hmm. It was funny. We were having a conversation about how in the fandom. Well, we were talking about how his mom at one point was part of like the Star Trek club. It's like 50 bucks a month, which, I mean, you think about, like, back in, like, 96, mm-hmm. a lot of fucking money. Mm-hmm. And they would send you one VHS with two episodes on it. Wow. And that was, like... A big deal. That was a big deal, man. And you think about it, you know, they did... That's 24 episodes a year, and that that's usually what they had, remember, 22 or whatever, so you get the whole season. Now you can buy I mean, a season for, like, six, 30 bucks. So 600 bucks a season on VHS. You can't even watch them anymore. And it's like, dude, like people market to nerds, like oh, people in general, like to steal. It's a fucking steal from them. Like, there's no way, mm-hmm. you know. That's that's just fucking. Oh man, it's crazy. So that brings us into Star Wars. Thanks again, everybody, for your questions. We love getting them. 
Yeah, thank you very much. And if you have questions, you can send it in at NerdRageRadioMail at gmail.com. That's NerdRageRadioMail at gmail.com. I'm glad you know it. So here's the Star, Star Wars talk that we need to have, which yeah. I like to call Han, Star talk? Han FOMO. Han FOMO? <laughs> <laughs> um, so this all starts originally with Phil Lord and Chris Miller exiting... Yes. The movie. Creative differences. And that's what it comes out as, as creative differences. And I'm going to read a segment of that, not too much. Uh, but Kathy Kennedy said, Phil Lord and Christopher Miller are talented filmmakers who have assembled an incredible cast and crew, but it's become clear that we had different creative visions of the film, and we decided to part ways. Then they went on to say, we hate using the term creative differences. We find it to be incredibly cliche, but it's literally what it is in this particular scenario. It's creative differences. Which sounds like Hollywood bullshit to me yeah. from the get-go. The next thing we hear is that Ron Howard has been called to come in and basically like S save, save this thing. Movie, yeah. and, and like that that's how it comes across. Because like it's Ron fucking Howard. Like yeah. you didn't choose like some of the like the Gareth Edwards thing from fucking Rogue One where you bring yeah. in these other guys like, okay, well this seems like teamwork and just trying to make this thing a better thing. It's not like you brought in Steven fucking Spielberg to oversee it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Ron Howard's a major what fucking if they name. did bring in Steven Spielberg. I sign me up. I know but like what would that mean? I mean Ron, like Ron Howard is a is a big deal. He's a good director. Yeah, he's a huge deal. Um but I mean he's not He's not a Steven Spielberg. He's not a Steven Spielberg. No, yeah. but he's he, he would be if if Steven Spielberg was tier A, he's in tier B. Yeah, top of B plus. Yes, yes, yeah. yes, for sure. So um, so it, then it starts seeming like the film is in trouble. Right? Yeah, and then the next thing is Bob Iger, who's like the head of Disney, whatever. He's cornered by TMZ, and TMZ is asking him questions about it, and he's giving Hollywood bullshit answers. Yeah, but TMZ asks him one question. That he doesn't, he refuses to answer. Mm -hmm. Sometimes he's like, "Man, you're asking a lot of questions for a Star Wars movie." Like, yeah. you know, like you know how this goes, guys. We don't tell secrets about Star Wars. Yeah. But he's like, "Is this going to cause a delay?" And he says, "I will not answer that." Hmm. Not good. So I can easily see this movie being pushed back to December because it's supposed to come out in May, <sighs> dude. I, yeah. It's supposed to come out in May, um, less than a year away. Well, there's some other stories that reading about what what is this guy's name? The, the actor who's playing Hans. We're going to get to him. Okay. We're going to get to him. But I, I just want to give background of kind of the, the, the gears that are moving there's, there's behind more, the scenes. There's more, there's more than... There's a, lot, there's a lot of layers there. This is like a fucking onion. I know how you feel about an onion. Because there's a lot of people that are complaining about the sets, about the aesthetics of the film. It feels off. So... And, and I remember early... The early thing was this like oh my god the script is so amazing it's the best star wars script ever mm -hmm. like this is going to be the best star wars, star wars story ever told and Ron now howard has been trying to calm fans worries like he's been like tweeting and so everything. He, he's on it yeah he's on it he's, yeah. he's like he's like he's like i got this yeah you know like daddy home daddy's home <laughs> you know uh it's busy guy street uh but but then it comes out about this stuff about all alden Einrich. Ordinaric. Yeah. That apparently they're not entirely satisfied with the performance that the directors were eliciting from Rules Don't Apply star Alden Eidrich. Lucasfilm decided to bring in an acting coach. Hiring a coach is not unusual. Hiring one that late in production is. Yeah. Now, you could say, just because of this, and because these guys have done, you know, 21 Jump Street and all this shit, like, they're 
they've done comedy joke movies. You could make the argument that 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 they've been getting a comedy performance out of this guy, yeah. like you said, for comparisons to Ace Ventura. Yeah. That, that people walk in, and they watch the dailies of this. They're like, this isn't Han Solo. I don't know what the fuck this is, yeah. but it's not Han Solo, and I don't want any. There's part a, there's, of it. A, there's a the what? Oh, uh, I don't know. To ask Jaina to help or. Uh, tell her turn on uh, the watch a movie on DVD then make it so number one pull up a scene uh, pull up uh, whatever pull up a video of him on uh, I've never seen him act well hold on let me finish this okay, while, I, I, while I make sure I have the fucking battery power gotcha um, fucking phone man so I'm going to read this in its entirety because okay. this article from Hollywood Reporter yeah. seems to cover it all. Okay. And it seems the most in-depth and it also seems the most inside. And Hollywood Reporter is a relatively respected, like, tabloid almost, but, yeah. but journalistic tabloid of Hollywood. Fake news. Hashtag. Star Wars firing reveals a disturbance in the franchise is the name Ooh, of this article. And it's I in like, the notes if you'd I, like to read it. I see what they did there. New details emerged from the set of the troubled Han Solo movie. An editor fired, a last-minute acting coach hired, as insiders debate whether problems trace to directors Phil Lord and Chris Miller or if the Disney and Lucasfilm series can accommodate divergent styles. Matters had already reached a boiling point in mid-June when Phil Lord and Chris Miller, co-directors of the still-untitled young Han Solo movie, were in the cockpit of the Millennium Falcon but didn't start shooting until 1 p.m. That day, the two used only three different setups, that is, three variations on camera placement, as opposed to the 12 to 15 that Lucasfilm President Kathy Kennedy had expected. According to sources with knowledge of the situation, not only was the go going slow, but the few angles that had been shot did not provide a wealth of options to use in editing. Mm. This was hardly the first time Kennedy was unhappy with how the film was progressing, and as he looked at dailies, I don't know why they say he, as she looked at dailies from... Her home in Los Oh wait, no, never mind. As he looked at dailies from his home in Los Angeles, Lawrence Kasdan, the screenwriter, executive producer, and keeper of the Star Wars flame, also said to be displeased. This is Lawrence Kasdan of Empire Strikes Back, yeah. of fucking uh, Force Awakens, of Meanwhile, Lord and Miller, the exceptionally successful team behind the Lego movie and Twenty One Jump Street were chaffing too, according to a source close to them. There were deep, fundamental, philosophical differences in filmmaking styles, this person says, and the director felt they were given zero creative freedom. They also felt they were being asked to operate under extreme scheduling constraints and were never given enough days for each scene from the very beginning. Shortly after the shoot in the Millennium Falcon on June 20th, the world learned that Kennedy, with the backing of Disney studio chief Alan Horn, had taken the extraordinary step of firing Lord and Miller. Oh, firing. Wow. Obviously, Kennedy knew this would set off a storm of publicity that no one wants or needs in any movie, especially one in the Star Wars universe, where every movie is closely watched by a gigantic audience with a sense of ownership. It's rare and undesirable enough to fire any director. Firing established players like Lord and Miller, who have a fan base ready to give them the benefit of any doubt, that, sh that shocked Hollywood's most seasoned veterans. Anxious to avoid an outright rupture, Kennedy is said to have made attempts first to support and eventually to sub supplant Lord and Miller to some degree. As happened with Gareth Edwards on The Troubled Rogue One, in that case, screenwriter Tony Gilroy took the significant duties with the cooperation of Edwards in this case, sources say. Kennedy attempted to cast Kasdan in that role. Unsurprisingly, Lord and Miller were less accommodating than Edwards, still the novice, had been. Lord and Miller declined to comment, as did Kennedy. 
As soon as shooting got underway, insiders say it started to become clear that Kennedy's stated intention of hiring directors who would put their own spin on Star Wars movies had led to a mismatch. Some insiders say that while the talent of Lord Miller is undeniable, nothing in their background prepared them for a movie of this size and scope. These sources say that they relied too heavily on the improvisational style that served them so well in the live-action comedy and animation, but does not work on set with hundreds of crew members waiting for direction. Well, that makes sense to me. Yeah, yeah. You have to make decisions much earlier than what they're... They had to make decisions much earlier than what they're used to, one of these sources say. I don't know if it's because there were two of them, but they were not decisive. Production department heads began to complain while the pair appeared to listen when told of festering problems. This person says their approach did not change. But the source close to Lord Miller acknowledges they have always worked in an improvisational style and not just to add comedic elements. They collaborate closely with the actors and give them creative freedom that in their experience brings out the actors' best performances. This person says, Lawrence Kasdan would not allow this and demanded that every line was said word for word to appease him in the studio. Lord and Miller would do several takes exactly as written and then shoot additional takes. Now, I find that interesting yeah. because Kasdan was involved with Empire Strikes Back and the I know, the I love you, I know comes from multiple takes. Yeah, but that's fucking Harrison Ford back in the Agreed. 80s. Agreed. You know what I mean? And now this guy's you know, getting high off his own farts. Maybe. So matters were coming to a head in May as the production moved from London to the Canary Islands. Lucasfilm replaced editor Chris Dickens from Macbeth with Oscar winner Petra Scalia, a veteran of Ridley Scott films, including Alien Covenant and The Martian. And not entirely satisfied with the performance that the directors were listening from Rules on Apply star Alden Eidrich, Lucasfilm decided to bring an acting coach. Lord and Miller suggested writer-director Maggie Kiley, who worked with them on 21 Jump Street. When Kennedy felt that these measures did not get the production on track, she asked Kazan to come to London. Kazan is said also to have been unhappy with the limited shots and displeased that Lord and Miller were calling out lines for the actors to try from behind the monitor, rather than sticking with the script that he had written in collaboration with his son. As a writer, producer, and part of Star Wars world, you get on a plane when that happens, says a person with knowledge of the situation. But Lord and Miller were not prepared to have a Kazan become a shadow director. With an impasse reach, Kennedy finally pulled the trigger. Yeah. Stepping in to replace directors who have been fired is not something that many filmmakers would want to do. Ron Howard is probably one of the few who could and would, at least in this particular set of circumstances. Insiders say he was concerned about how Lord and Miller would react and has been emailing with them. Another source says the two have been very supportive and very elegant. Howard arrives in London on June 26th, and shooting, which began in February and was supposed to be completed in July, will continue into the first week of September as Howard captures new material. Still, an insider says much of what Lord and Miller shot will be unusable. Oh, wow. How credit will be determined is up to the Directors Guild of America all that bit. While Kennedy declined to comment on the episode just a year ago, THR did a Q&A with her that shed light on her thinking. Kennedy discussed her belief that within major franchises it is possible to take artistic license and creative risk. She added, if all you're doing is playing is safe, trying to make the same movie over and over again, that's when audience say, oh, this is just a money-making machine. But if it's genuinely in service of the art form, then the franchise concept is being used in a way that's exciting. But at the same time, Kennedy speaking in the context of hiring young, relative, untested directors as opposed to established filmmakers like Lord and Miller, said these choices were instinctual. And she continued with the statement that seemed perhaps persistently uh, to address what may impact... Um, 
Let's see. There are some in the industry who see an emerging an emerging pattern suggested that Kennedy's appetite for creative license and risk taking will have to be curbed. Josh Trank was dismissed from the second Star Wars standalone film before he even started based on problems with Fantastic Four. Yeah. Edwards, who conceived of Rogue One as a darker war film, was shunted aside, and now this. For all the talk of hiring filmmakers with their own vision, observers say Kennedy and Disney may be learning that the franchise is defined by a particular set of parameters. All the films have been troubled, says a top executive at a rival studio. J.J. Abrams was powerful enough to push back on an unrealistic start date, but that was a tug of war. The last one was reshot by Tony Gilroy for months, and now this. This is a systematic problem. But an insider argues that Ryan Johnson shot Star Wars The Last Jedi set for release in December seamlessly, proving that the right director can execute without major interference from Lucasfilm. The search for new and interesting filmmakers will continue, and as for many, perhaps the siren call for Star Wars will be an impossible to resist. On the Han Solo movie, a higher-level insider says Kennedy and Disney were hoping for a meeting of the minds with Lord and Miller that never came. But if had Kennedy fired them earlier, another source says, people would say, why the hell didn't you try to work it out? You're damned if you do and damned if you don't. A previous version of this article stated that the crew of the Han Solo spinoff broke into applause following the announcement of Ron Howard as director. In fact, these sources say the applause came at the end of the meeting in which the departure of Lord and Miller was announced and they were informed a new director would be arriving. Then it came back to double back on that and said, these sources say the mood at the meeting was somber, but there was applause in support of the movie, not in support of Lord and Miller's departure. But I'm getting the impression it was probably in support of Lord and Miller. If you got hundreds of crew members that are getting aggravated with them taking all day. Well, you probably, of heads of, probably heads of uh, departments as well. All right, so I think this is very bad. I do too. Um, and I know you don't agree with me on this one, but just hear me out. Like, Rogue One, I know you love it. But I think that time is going to tell. Is 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 going to tell the truth on that, or no? What's, what's the, the, just time will tell. No, no, no. Time's going to tell on that one. Yeah. Okay. I think that in the grand scheme of things, that it's going to fall off. It's not going to be in the pantheon of Star Wars. You know, like maybe that scene. I, don't hey, know, man. Let, I feel like it, it gets stronger every week. I feel like. I don't, I don't know, man. I like I I like. Do most of the people that I talk to about that don't like that movie. Never met one that didn't. Well. Never I, I think never. I've never run across one like my father. Uh, he watched yeah. it on on, but D, on here's on the thing. DVD. You you were talking to people like I and all right. I'm making generalization here, but I kind of feel that you're talking to people that are not necessarily going to be a hundred percent honest with you because you love Star Wars so much. No, because I'm getting people coming up to me. I'm not asking. I'm not gauging. Yeah, but they knew you're the Star Wars guy. I mean, maybe, dude. But you like, know? they they had no problem telling me the Suicide Squad and Batman sucked. Yeah, but you didn't like Super Sesquad Squad either. Yeah, but they didn't know that. Okay. All right. Anyway, I, 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 I do feel that, I feel that Star Wars does get this subjective pass on the first go-round. Mm -hmm. All right? I agree. And I, I'd actually like to see the more war-gritty mm -hmm. version of Rogue One. Like, I've never seen it again, and maybe it's not a problem. Maybe I need to go see it again, and I like it even better. Yeah, I, just, I watch that movie a lot. I hear you, man, but you watch... Flight of Dragons a lot. True, but I, I would say I've watched Rogue One more than I've watched Episode Seven. And, and like episode, a lot of people aren't really happy with Episode Seven. Mm -hmm. So this is my I, I do have a new life in Star Wars, and I do want to see Star Wars go for, 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 uh, further. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? But I do feel like this isn't a good start. I feel like Star Wars has a start the same way that you feel that I'm giving DC start undeserved juice. I feel like you're giving. 
uh, Star Wars New Start Undeserved Juice. I don't know, man, because like the same stuff. I've, I have been consistent with my criticism of The Force Awakens. Okay. Like the very, if you watch our spoiler yeah, review, six point five or something. Yeah, like that. I'm like, I'm like, look, I enjoyed it. I loved yeah, it. Yeah. I give it a six point five or yeah. a seven because it's it's too much. Yes, familiar. I'm not territory. saying that you're consistent, but I'm saying like, but what like, I'm saying is that like I, I I was critical of it. Yeah. So that's not like a a pass. Yeah. You know, like I mean, that's, but I'm critical of uh, BBS as well. Now BBS did have an option that Star Wars didn't have to like fix some of those criticisms. You know, with the extended edition. Yeah, but I mean, I th you defended the first one tooth and nail, like the the the. No, we go back and listen to that. We we asked. There's a lot of questions about that movie that we were on. Yeah, you had a lot of questions, but a lot yeah. of things that I was criticizing about it, you were defending. And maybe for the sake of dialogue, but I had a lot. Of, I had a lot of issues with it as well. Anyway, I say that to say this, that we're about to get this, we're about to get this new movie. Um, what's the new one called? The Last Jedi. Last Jedi. Jesus Christ, man. What the fuck's wrong with me? Dude, I need to eat, man. I'm like, blood, blood, blood sugar is dropping. Um, and I feel like there's some, what's going on here? Are we going to have forest trees and reincarnation? Like, I feel like there's there's a possibility of something to be so un-Star wars -y I agree. That it's going to be a, it's going to be a cold splash of water in people's faces. I agree. Right? So you have, you have Rogue One, which... Maybe the best thing is that. Let's just say it's the best thing ever. There's still this drama behind it, right? Like JJ, like we never, we were never known of any drama behind it. But I do like before you read that part. I was like, yeah, but JJ's going to be too forceful. He's going to get what he wants, which apparently is what mm -hmm. happened. And now we got this Han Solo bit. Like, there's some things that you don't, you don't, you don't tug on Superman's cape, you don't spit into the wind, and you don't fuck with Harrison Ford. And you don't pull the mask off the only Ranger. Yeah, yeah. And you don't fuck with Harrison Ford. Like, you can just get off his plane. Mm. You know what I mean? And I, I just I think that he is too much of a beloved icon that it's very, very dangerous to even attempt this. That 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 I agree with that. I, I, I think but I think it's ballsy. Like, it is ballsy. But it's dangerous. I agree. Now there could be with with great, you know, there could be great reward. Mm -hmm. sure. you know, you know, that, and I think that that story, story is a story that is like when you start looking at like these anthology stories that are supposed to shine light on little things to provide yeah. background yeah. for the major saga, right? Yeah. Like knowing how Leia got the plans yeah. is a good one. Like yeah. no knowing yeah. how the Bothans died yeah. would be a good one. And I think knowing how Han got the Falcon, Han and Lando's relationship, and how Han and Chewie met up, I think that's a good one. It is. At this point, like after watching Guardians and see what they did with, with Kurt Russell, let's just get fucking Harrison Ford in there and make him look young. Yeah. Yeah. I think I don't think he would do it. I, think, I don't think he yeah. would do it. I don't think he would do it. But if they did that, that whole film, first off, it, that would be ballsy. Yeah, it'd be ballsy. It'd be groundbreaking. It'd be groundbreaking. I, I, I think that, you know what? I don't think there's really any shame in it. Like, listen, we want to tell a story of a man that's 40 years younger than me, and I'm that man. And now I get to I get to be a character who I've never been before, a 40 young younger version of myself. Yeah. You know, I, I think that would be groundbreaking. Yeah, I'd be, up, I'd be up for that. Everybody would be up for yeah, that. Yeah, Now, that would be your first choice, right? Let's get a time machine. You know what I mean? It depends. Though. I mean, like, that shit is, like, you know, it's, it's a lot. A lot hinges on that. You know, it's, it's, it's one of those can things. Can they do it? Can they make it look consistent? Exactly. Yeah. Like, like by the time yeah. we got to Smeagol in Two Towers, yeah. we were like, cool. We're, cool. A digital character can hold down a movie, no yes. problem. Yes. But when we had a digital character in, in Phantom Menace, we are like, 
We're not quite there yet, ladies yeah, and gentlemen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, there is that risk what, involved. What came out, I mean, I think the Kurt Russell bit was done so well. It is done really well. And you look at, at the Rogue One, and it's hit or miss. Yes. Like, it's like, and, and if somebody broke it down for me, we were talk, I was talking about Black Phillip. Black Phillip's not a fan of Rogue One. So you have met somebody. Well, I've never talked to anybody. That, okay. That told, I've never okay. heard anybody tell me that. He, he, he was like, from you. He was like, uh, he was like, and I feel like you decided you didn't like Rogue One even before you saw it. Like I do, like maybe that might be fair. I mean, I, I was, I was leery of it for sure, for sure. I was leery of it. But I, I when I got in there and that music hit and that title came on, I was like, oh, don't feel right. Yeah, that's that is don't feel right. Yeah, and like I, I, I must admit. And I maybe need to go back and watch it. And that might be the that might be the part that I dislike the most of that movie. It's yeah. just that it's just yeah. that moment. Um, I, I, I don't like Jen Urso. I don't like her. I don't know what it is. I don't like her face. Oh, I like. You know? I like, I like. Yeah, she's fine. I mean, she's coming next month. Right? I'm sure you love her. <laughs> anyway, she just wasn't my cup of tea. But he he made a state, statement about the uh, when Tarkin is by himself, he looks great. It's when he's next to other people. That your brain is like something doesn't compute, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And Leia just looks fucking horrible. See, I don't think she looks horrible. I think she looks horrible. I don't think she looks horrible. Like I think that like I I, I think that this is gonna be the one. Mark the date. That in five years, when they perfect that technology, and we go back, they like, do. We were wrong. She oh, looks like dog no, shit. No, it's not. It's not. It's not right. Yeah. But I don't think it looks horrible. Like it doesn't look like a child did it. Like I think I, it, it. I think it looks fine. But like to me, and, and I I think we said this when the first when the movie first came out. <laughs> Is that like, for me, the emotional payoff of that justifies any shortcoming technologically. It it for me it yeah for me it pulled me out. Like yeah. for me it was a it was a cold water splash my face. So back to this. This is not good. I think that I think that the old guard of Star Wars at some point need to realize cinema evolves, audiences evolve. The direction evolves, the technology evolves, and you got to make space for that. You know, Kathy Kath, Kath Kennedy is the same person who was involved in all the the prequels. Was she? I don't think. So. Yes, she was. I'm positive she Maybe. was. I mean, she wasn't. She wasn't the head of Lucasfilm. No, but I think she was an executive producer, wasn't she? Let me. Let's just. This is. Let I'm, me go get the prequels. I can go get them yeah, right here. Yeah, DB it real quick. Go ahead. Go for it. Because if I'm wrong about that. I'm wrong about a lot, which I probably am anyway. No, I don't want the app. Just go to the website. Stupid, stupid iPhone. I'm not uh, I'm not pausing it, Bobby. Now I'm just sitting here by myself uh, talking to myself. She doesn't have... No, there's no mention of her. I'm checking it right now. Kathy Kennedy... Filmography. She's not in IMDb. Kathleen. Is that it? Kathleen Kennedy. Is it Kathleen with a K? Mm-hmm. Okay, here she is. There we go. That all three of these were produced by Rick McCollum, who is a fucking yes man. All three directed by George Lucas, even though we know episode three is co-directed by George Lucas. Force Awakens, Tin Tin, Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull she was involved in, Jurassic Park 3, AI, Jurassic Park The Lost World, 
Okay, maybe she wasn't. I yeah, she, I don't was. Think she was. Maybe it was. She did Hook though. Back to the Future Three. Maybe I'm thinking of uh, Indiana Jones. She's part of the Goonies. Indiana Jones Temple of Doom. Associate producer. Well, all right. I thought she. I thought she was involved with Star Wars, but she was involved with Lucasfilm then. Yes. Okay. All right. But anyway, I don't know. I think, so they, I think that change. See, I think that like if, if all right. So let's let's remove let's remove this news. Okay. Right, and we're gonna do two parallel universes. Okay. So I'm like, gonna come I like to it. you. I like it. I'm gonna come to you. This is Universe A. Okay. You ready? Hey, man. What's up, man? I hear they're getting ready to do a Han Solo spinoff movie. They might be tackling how he meets Chewbacca and how he gets the Falcon from Lando. Dude. And that sounds awesome. The guys that did Twenty One Jump Street are gonna direct it. Huh. Never saw the movie. Was it good? <laughs> it's it's goofy. Okay. It's funny. Okay. But well, what else have they done? I don't know. Let's look it up real quick. We're still in the parallel universe. This is what I would do. Twenty one jump still, street. Still in the parallel universe. This is what I would do. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Uh yeah, Phil Lord and Chris Miller. Yes, yes, let's, that's the ones. Let's see what they've done before. Yeah, look it up, because I'm not quite sure. Oh, they did the Lego movie, which I liked. That is, that is also goofy, but yeah. But yeah, yeah. Seems like... Uh, Cloudy with a Chance of Meatball, I also enjoy. Also, go also goofy. Dude, Son of Zorn? Sign me up. I love that show. Storks, uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. These are all kind of comedies, though, man. Yeah, I know. Hmm. But the, now, that was, that was Chris Miller. Let's check the other guy. Phil Lord. Man, he looks like a lord. Like a dork lord. Um, yeah, he did all the same shit. I guess these guys all work together. Yeah, I think they're a team. All right, so I'm not seeing any real dr drama that they've done together. It looks like all comedies. Or action, really. There's some action stuff well, in 21 Jump Street. Yeah, and, and, and hey, man, I mean, the Lego movie has some super action scenes, bro. All right, can we do Universe B now? All right, so yeah, I, I'm 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 a little I'm a little oof about that. Yeah. Let's see. We'll see what happens. All right, sure, Universe B. Universe go. B. Hey, man. What's up? I hear they're getting ready to do a Star Wars spinoff movie about Han Solo. Sweet. They're going to explain. They might. They say they might explain how him and Chewbacca meet, how Ooh. he gets the Falcon from Lando. Nice. Ron Howard's going to direct it. Ooh, really? He seems a little too serious to direct something like Star Wars, doesn't he? <laughs> no. Really? Not necessarily. Let's, let's look up Ron Howard. I think he does like all like, he did, big He does do serious films, but he yeah. does. he's also done some fun ones. Has he? Yeah. What's the last fun movie he did? It's been a while. Ron Maybe. Howard. I don't know. Maybe that movie with all right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. All right, let's see what he's done here recently. All filmography as a director. He's directed forty-two films. Oh, very, um, very lots of experience. Yeah. Sounds so good. So Genius, that's a TV show. Inferno. Never saw it. Yeah. The Heart of the Sea. It's a Moby Dick. That's very, very dramatic. Rush, about the car racers. Rush Hour. I love Chris no, Tucker. No, no, Rush. It's with Thor. Um, the Dilemma, never saw that one. Never saw that one. Angels and Demons. Good. Yeah, it's a good movie. Uh, Frost Nixon, very serious political drama. And Angels and Demons has a bit of an adventure to it as yeah. well. Uh, the Da Vinci Code. Bit of an adventure. Yeah, I like that one. Cinderella Man, a little drama boxing very movie. Very good movie. Very good movie, very serious. A little action-y. Ooh, The Missing. That was a, oof, about a child and missing child. Oh, How the Grinch Stole Christmas. A little fantasy there. Yeah, fun. Yeah. One movie, Ed TV. That's the one. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> Ransom, classic. I didn't like yeah. that movie. Give me back my son! <laughs> I didn't like it. Really? Yeah. 
Apollo 13. Good adventure movie. Space. It's still spacey. <laughs> I'm still space. spacey. The Paper, Far and Away. Oh, your dad's favorite. Backdraft. Ah, uh, yes, yes, Backdraft. yes, yes, yes. Parenthood. Fun, oh, funny. wait a minute. Willow. Love me some Willow. Okay. All right. I feel so, a little bit. So, so that's where I'm at with it. Splash. Is, is I feel better. Yeah, well, about that it. is a Lucas. So this would be his second time in a Lucas film world. production. Yeah. Okay. All right. I feel better. Yeah. I feel better. Yeah. So. So I'm, I'm more I'm more comfortable with him at the helm. Yeah. I have more faith. Yeah. Yeah. So what do you think about my whole that that it's going to have to evolve a little bit? Do you, do you well, agree with I, that? I, well, I think that like so. Here's the thing. Like like we talk about this all the time with Star Wars. The problem is is finding that that comfort zone of breaking ground and building Star Wars yeah. without going too far off the reservation. Yeah. Of doing something new and exciting without a force tree. Mm-hmm. You know, and like that's that's it's hard because it's hard the, because the world's already been established. So yeah. you either have to go back and change things. You know who would have did called? it? Who's that? For better or worse? Huh? George. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. That's true. Um, so here's this is the thing I kind of talked about. I wanted to go back to it. Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to get on mm-hmm. sucking their dick or anything. But my kids are my my youngest has a Groot costume. Yeah, I saw it was awesome. By it the way. is fucking awesome. And it's like they're doing stories about they're they're drawing little comic books and writing little book stories about Groot. You know and I mean, they're That's so cool, they are so about it. And like all their little friends are so about Guardians right now. It is like the new Star Wars, man. And I'm 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 looking at like I'm looking at what Marvel's doing. You know they're doing they're winning. <laughs> they're winning so much, you know? Cuz they're smarter. They're smarter. And they're that winning. makes me smart. Yeah. And you know what you know what Lucas is doing? Wrong. <laughs> Wrong. So I need to work on a little bit more. It's good though. It's, it's, get, it's getting there. It's, it's getting there. It's yeah. Starting to get some some, some, some tackiness, yeah. tackiness to it. Um, I I think that this is a pivotal point for Star Wars, and if this new Star I think Wars movie is the pivotal. Point. Yeah, if this new Star Wars movie does not hit home, it does not do as well. Does doesn't do better than than Rogue One did because I mean they, that Rogue One did well, but I mean. That first Star Wars movie was a fucking killer, you know. Right. I mean, the new, the new one, number seven. Oh yeah. Like, yeah. Well, well, none of these anthology movies are ever going to perform like of the Of course not. Movies. Of yeah. course, but they need to. Com- they need to be knocking out what else, whatever else is out there. And I mean, they'd be coming out number one in the box office. Rogue One came out number one. I know. I know. Yeah. They, need, they, need, they need to maintain Consistent. that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I agree. If this new one doesn't hit and it gets like some some bad, if people are quick to criticize it, I think it's going to spell doom. And I think like. This fucking Han Solo one doesn't have legs right now. The, the, the conversation is sound. This guy's got to fucking take Harrison Ford's place, man. Do you find it interesting at all that there's no drama with that? Episode Eight? You know, mm-hmm. like everybody's like, like Kathy Kennedy is like. I it's, think it's. I think it's too tight lipped. Maybe it's too tight lipped. Kathy Kennedy's like looks good. Bob yeah. Iger's like looks good. Yeah. Kevin Feige's like it looks good. Fucking Kevin Feige seen it? He, he saw the he was in the the CEO the executive meeting. Oh, you know, okay, like, okay. Like and everybody's just like and, and Ron Johnson's like all coming together and yeah, fucking editors yeah. so like nobody's n- nobody swapped places. Nobody, yeah. no extra people have been brought in. Like yeah, it, it yeah. just it all seems like it's going smooth as silk. Yeah, yeah it does. 
So they either got their their a you know loose lips sink ships type thing at their a game. Because I'll tell you the the worst thing that can happen is people think that there's an issue. I guess what took down the mummy. You know what I mean? Back to the mummy. Bring that shit up. But it's taking down other stuff. You know, as soon as it, as soon as people think there's an issue, it's fucking starts to it's full. Speaking about success, we haven't talked about how fucking Wonder Woman has taken out BBS and Man of Steel in the box office now. No, we haven't. So it's the it's at the top. Good. She likes it on top. I'm okay with that too. Mm. Um, let's. Uh, we got two other real quick notes for Star yeah. Wars, and then we can talk about Transformers briefly. Uh, I, I forgot like, all about that. That dead horse is kind of in yeah. death. Episode nine, connective tissue. Okay. Apparently, something has been done. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I, I, I think it was additional footage, so not reshoots, but yeah. additional footage has been shot for episode eight from the director of episode nine, saying, "Hey, man, can you do this for me?" Okay. And they're doing it. Okay. And uh, the only thing that has happened like that before. Well, because Lucas had control of all the other ones, so there was no issues there in, in that regard. Mm-hmm. Um, was Johnson asked Abrams, can you make sure that R2 gets to Octu? Okay. So it is, I, I do like the idea that there's three different directors. They're working together. But there are, if there is a, there, there is some sort of healthy exchange between yeah. them to try to keep all the fucking dust I did, in the I did read something that Ryan Johnson said that basically said, hey, this needs to happen, this needs to happen, this needs to happen. But you have creative control. Yeah, yeah. Now, we don't we don't know if that means Ray's in up here, right. they need to fight here, right, that don't. you have creative control, or if it's like, or if it's like, Wow, now I'm like really loud. Or if it's like uh, this happens and this happens, this happens, and there's not much wiggle room. You could you could present that both ways. Right. Sure. You know? Absolutely. So I'd be interested to see the, the director's commentary when it doesn't come out. Yeah. Well, it might on the 4K 3D. Yeah. 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 Um. And then the last thing is uh, just that this this, this fucking game, well, this new Star Wars game is coming out. I'm excited about it. I'm interested. I want to oh, play the Battlefront Two. No. The uh the the game they keep calling the visceral game. Visceral. Just, have you heard about the new visceral game and the visceral characters that are all visceral in a visceral world playing visceral roles in the visceral universe of visceral Star Wars that you might be viscerally looking forward to at the visceral end of viscerally December? <laughs> I've just I've fucking had it with that word. Um, anyway, apparently, like, uh, the, the main character... And I almost said that my Trump impression was a little visceral. It's getting there. <laughs> yeah, literally, I was, I was at the word I was looking for. I was oh, going to throw up right up. <laughs> <laughs> the, um... I, I said this on Shattercast as well, but like uh, when I was throwing up the other day, mm-hmm. it was really loud and obnoxious. And the only thing, I, the only like, it was like a Muppet. Yeah. The only thing I could think of was, God, why didn't I record that? <laughs> um. Anyway, dude, apparently, what if that became a new YouTube. You know, that the whole that pimple popping. Yeah, doctor, yeah, like, I can't do it, dude. I, I try to go on that Instagram. <laughs> I can't do it either. Dude, not. I, yeah. Oh god, uh, I'm not good at it either. Um, can't but, do it. But apparently, the uh, the the main character is going to be tied to the major lore and saga of the original trilogy. It's going to have ramifications. It's going to oh, be like cool. one of those things where you're like, oh, well, that explains how this happened, and it takes place between four and five. It, yeah. Well, um, they do it right. Sometimes it's too much. I don't need everything to be that neat. You know what I mean? No, I can't. I like I can't, it. I can't, I can't have it. it. Yeah, you, you don't like a you don't like a neat tapestry. I, I don't want it too convenient. Yes. Like two on the nose. Yeah, that's my thing. Like, it, like I don't want it too convenient, but I like stuff 
like the Jeff Johns, you take this one character, yes, the yes. Spider-Man, you take yes. the kid. Um, I like like learning about the backstory, how the plan. You don't like it. The guy actually bumps it to the countertop. It breaks the cup. The kids, the, you know, the, 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 my kid made that cup. He goes and tells the kid. The kid's upset, and it leads to all these things that Darth Vader's made. Right. Or yes. like if like this main character kills somebody in a fucking cave in Dagobah, and that's how the dark forces get to Dagobah. Like, yeah, that's yeah, too yeah, much yeah, for yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. Um, I'm emailing you the notes now, so I don't. They are so. Okay. Um, what uh, what do you have to say about Transformers the last night? Uh, it was probably the worst movie I've ever seen in the theater, or a a big screen budget. It was fucking horrible. I think I, um, I, I I I'm trying to decide if it's the worst movie I've ever seen. All right, so there's one time in Van Camp. Mm-hmm. My wife and I were on Amazon looking for an Amazon movie, uh-huh. and uh, there was the Incredible Bulk. It's a porno film. No, it was like it was like a uh, a a co- as like a cheap shot of making the Incredible Hulk. Mm-hmm. But it was like it was like Kyle's over CGI at the end. He's like running really fast, and there's like cartoon rabbits in the same scene as he's running really fast trying to stop the. The nuclear bomb. Okay. I, we just fa- at this point it's like, oh my god, look at this, and we just fast forwarded to it's like all g- shot on green screen. It's all like, like three cells of animation. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's fucking horrible. It is now, by it's by far the worst movie I've ever seen. Like it, it, like they probably made that that like on a on like fifteen dollars with a chewing gum budget. Um, but that was not a major motion picture, so I can't count that. It's being a major mo- motion picture, which had like real actors in it, and they spend millions of dollars in making it. It was the worst piece of shit. And it comes down to it's just a, it's a it's a bullshit story. Nothing makes sense. Nothing is connected. I I, I said that before that I feel like the trans each Transformer movie is kind of it's on its own universe, kind of based on its own things, and it may have something to do mm-hmm. with the previous, just the previous one, not two previous, mm-hmm. just one previous. Maybe like one, like two had to do with one, three had to do with two, but not one, four <laughs> had to do with three, but not two or one, you know and. Etc. Etc. I it's not doing very well in the box office. Not at all. So I hope this does initiate a reboot yeah, and they go back to the eighties. I uh, I think uh, the only movie I'm trying to decide if it's worse than, and I think I just need to see the movie again in order to make a definitive answer. Okay. Is Joe versus the volcano? It is worse. Like because like, I was, at least Meg Ryan is Meg Ryan in there, right? Yeah. And, uh, thanks. At least they had chemistry together. I was literally at thinking least about it, and I was like, man, like I was thinking about all the terrible movies that I've seen, and I was like, but there's still, even though this movie is bad, there's still a cohesive plot that makes sense at the end of the yeah. day. And like, I didn't even give a fuck about the spectacle of this. Like, at least... At the, it, it's so much, you just don't even see it anymore. And it's like a blur. It's like mind-numbing. Yeah. At, at least at the... You can't register. Age of Extinction... Like at least when I saw the Dinobots doing Dinobot you stuff, something. I was like, I enjoy watching the Dinobots yeah. do Dinobot stuff. A, a person wrote a comment on my YouTube video that I, I I definitely felt he was like, he was like, you know what the difference is between this and the other three movies is the other three movies have four, DVD, yeah, other four movies is that the other four movies have DVDs that I would pop in and watch a scene. Yeah, yeah, and like I'm like yeah, Mrs. Prime. <laughs> yeah, I like 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 it, 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 it's like a cheap shot to something that's so vague. But it doesn't have a payoff. Yeah, you know what I mean. I mean, one thing is if if he if she grabbed him and like pulled him through a mirror, and then we look back, there's another version of him, like some kind of magical Kryptonian mirror, a Kryptonian Cybertronian mirror, <laughs> mm-hmm. and then out walks this black 
Prime. Right, 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 right. And he'd be like, oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, she yeah. made a fucking copy of Minnie's Bad. Yeah. <laughs> I see what they did there. At least that's interesting. Right. We got a new villainous character, but it's like to scratch his face and put red paint on it somehow makes your eyes purple. And it's the amount of stuff that like they don't expect you to question. Yeah. Like, there's just like little Dinobots running around, and they don't yeah, ever... Where they come from? They don't ever Do they fall expect you to say how. Yeah. Um, and then all of a sudden, Transformers have been there since the... See, this is the part that kills me. Transformers have not only been there since goddamn King Arthur time. Right. They've been there in World War II helping the Allies fight, but then they act like they don't know what one is when right. it fell near the ice cave and Sam's uncle found it and it shot lasers into his glasses and that's why they came is because before time, there was the cube. And then there was the thing in the pyramid. And then there was the thing on the moon and then there was <laughs> the transforming bomb what was the fourth one uh, the sword yeah the sword yeah the ancient ancient knights of the ancient old and I'm the last prime and I'll kill you dead so and also you end up hating on this they, prime in this you like, don't, I don't know, like him anymore you don't know why Megatron is back and Galvatron is gone no and they never and sword they never expect you to say why how yeah. did this happen yeah they just expect you to just eat it, and, yeah. and like uh, that, that. That Gizmodo, he apparently he does one for every Transformer movie. This write up, okay, and it really is brilliant. You want to read it? It's too long, but one thing he said, he was like, he was like, you know how you can tell Michael Bay really didn't give a shit on this movie? Why? Stonehenge didn't get destroyed. He was like, the Michael Bay that I know that does kind of give a shit. He's not going to make anything that makes sense, but he gives a shit about the spectacle that you see. Yeah. He wouldn't have taken that opportunity and not destroyed Stonehenge. It's interesting. Whatever happened to Stonehenge then? I don't know. It was supposed to be like the mouth of Unicron or something, but oh. like But like there uh, I, I like I said in, in my spoiler And I guess a girl at the end is supposed to be Quintessa? Yes. Maybe. I got that impression also. Maybe somebody else. But I, I I said this in the spoiler review like that it really is the equivalent for me of like reading a book and I said this to you right after the movie yeah. and going through three or four pages and not realizing that you haven't been paying attention for the yeah. past three or four pages yeah like there was like I remember I was like sitting there and my eyes are open but I'm not paying attention and all of a sudden I was like we're in a submarine when the fuck did we get in a submarine <laughs> and, and is it transformer but it's not a transformer yeah uh, let's say anything you like about it Uh, Mark Wahlberg's arms and a shirt that's too tight <laughs> look at him man he's like 46 still getting it you know what I mean I still, liked still I liked, pumping iron I liked Cogman yeah he, he was but you know he didn't feel you know what he felt like he felt like the the butler character in Voltron like I felt that like they copied that character from in Voltron and yeah, mixed with 3PO. But like you, you know but what as I like as a psych and like he had that eye twitch and he was like psychotic a little bit. I just like and he's not is he a transformer or is he not? Yeah, I don't know. I but I, you he, know what he, I like he, he could do the swishy finger hold on people. You know what I liked about him? I feel like he Kung was Fu the Panda. most interesting and possibly the most complex characterization that we've seen in a robot in any of those movies. Now, yeah, I mean he was he was an interesting character, but he did feel he felt like he I did feel like there was elements like the bad guy in um Hellboy 
He's very similar to that the bad guy with the blades in Hellboy. That uh -huh. the cog the cog guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh no, I, I don't think he's an original. Like I don't think he's like I, like I don't like I mean he obviously looks like three PO. I mean they even joke that he looks like three PO. Like the one the one guy's like, shut up three PO or whatever. Oh like, okay yeah yeah. Um, but but I I do think that there is more characterization going on with him than any other robot in any of those films. Yeah. Like there's more of an interesting thing going on. Like and like they call him a headmaster. In the movie, did they? But like, Deluxe actually said something because like I was like, "Well, you never seen him transform into a head." Mm -hmm. And Deluxe said something that was pretty interesting in his review, where he was like, "I think he's just like he was the headmaster of a school, like a, a oh, 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 you know, and like yeah. not a headmaster at all." And I was okay. like, "I never even thought of yeah, that." That's but you're probably right. I see what they did there. I dude, it's just it's fucking nonsense. It it cheapens the brand. Oh, absolutely. It 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 dilutes. It dilutes things. I mean, I hope it bombs. I do too. You know, and I, I actually, re I regret, I regret going to see it. I do too. And, then I, and like, I, I went and saw it because you know, Joe, because you, you didn't think that you could see it at first, right? Right. Well, not on that day. Yeah. And Joe hit me up. He's like, "Hey, man, I, I don't want to go. You know, you want to go see Transformers? Like, yeah, man, I'll go with you. You know what I mean? Because like, if I, there was some stupid movie, like The Mummy, that I wanted to go see, I'd hope that my friends would like go see it mm -hmm. with me. You know what I mean? So I'll go with you. And then you. You wanted to go too. You made it work with the schedule, and then so we had a great day. I had a, you know, but I remember sitting in there at one point. I'm like, dude, I am only gonna get three hours of sleep tonight because of this fucking movie, and I'm gonna be fucking wrecked tomorrow because of this fucking movie. And at one point, I was like, I wanted to tell you guys, hey guys, I'm gonna Uber home. I appreciate it. Had a great night. Please don't. I, I, I yeah. And I wanted to interrupt everybody. Like, hey guys, I appreciate it. I gotta excuse, go home. Excuse, excuse me. me, I gotta leave. This ain't worth my fucking time. And yeah. well, that, that probably would have been funny to do, but then I would have hurt people's feelings. You know what I mean? I don't want to hurt people's feelings. But it was it was fucking garbage, man. And like, I, I don't, I, like whatever Kathleen Kennedy is doing, too much of Star Wars that won't loosen up. She needs to get a little bit of that to to <laughs> Hasbro or Paramount to, or Paramount to, to to work that shit out with Michael Bay and his lot. But they need to take it away from him. I mean, he, he says he's walking. He says that every fucking movie. Yeah, but then they said they got fourteen planned out. Yeah, it's all part of the universe, but he's supposedly not involved. That's so fucking bad. But like, I don't think there's any saving. I think you need to start over. He needs a clean slate. Bad. Yeah, yeah, it's done. And I mean, just 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 go back to the '80s, bro. Go back to Gen One. Yeah. And just call the movie Generation One. Yeah, and modernize it. Yeah. You know, give it give it a little bit more wet depth and weight. Yeah. I said width. Just a combination. Of that. I'm already combining things. I know. See? There it is. <laughs> and you can do so much with it. Make devastated the big bad guy at the end. You know. So I don't know. I think that's that's all I had to say about that. Out of ten. Oh, dude, like a point five. I gave it a two. So it was it was there. I don't think there's anything redeeming about that film. I think Cogman. There's some redeeming elements to Cogman. And yeah. I think that's it for me. Yeah. I actually, no, uh, we both agree that Megatron looks the best. He he's looks ever cool. Looked. Yeah, he looks the coolest he's ever looked. So, I, I oh, God damn it. And, I, and actually, one other thing I'll say when those three. They all, they, I don't know if I, if I got used to that style, mm -hmm. but I do feel like all the Transformers, with the exception of. They look more like robots. Like, it's not like just a pile of moving parts. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I they agree look with that. more solidified. I'm not, I'm not really happy with the Autobots in there. It's a B look cool. You know, um, I'm trying to think. Hound and uh, I like the way Hound looks when he's. He, he, I think he looks goofy. 
It is too much. There's too much junk in his trunk. Yeah. Which is like, yeah, they fucking none, none of those jokes landed. No, none of they those were jokes all landed. horrible. Uh, like not no. There was no massive laughter or applause in anywhere no. in that movie when we saw it. It was just a. I just wanted spectacle. to have it on record because I told that to other people and they're yeah. like, "Oh, my theater." And no. I'm like, well, all I can say is in mine there was. I mean, you got a couple laughs here and there. Yeah, but it was never like. The and whole here's the other thing laughing. too. I like I seen some screenshots of that film. The young lady who does a fine job. She's she you know mm-hmm. she's. I, this isn't against her, but I mean, how old is she? Fourteen years old. I don't know. All right, I, I I am not. There is a kind of sick sexualization of her. Like, do you feel like there's a sexualization of her in the movie though, or just in the marketing? Because I feel like I saw a little bit of the marketing, but in the movie she's barely in it. Yeah, there, but it might be the marketing. But like, even like I saw some like like in the trailers and stuff. I just I don't like it. I don't, I don't, I just think that as a society, we need to be like, come on guys, we need to stop doing this stuff. I mean, just the way her pants are cut and her midriff is kind of like, you know, she's got a little cleavage in her shirt and a little push-up bra and she's very young. Yeah. And it's just, it's like, it's like, and, and dude, like, what does that say about who they think the audience is? Yeah. Well, the Transformer fans, a bunch of pedophiles, is that what you're trying to say? <laughs> pedophiles. You know, like, like there's some, there's something there that I think we need to be like, yo, Time out. But I feel like at least Megan this, Fox is a grown ass woman. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah. I feel like her and Squeaks were used in like tons of marketing, but they don't really play a part in the movie. Really, they they affected in the end. Yes, and they are introduced in the beginning. But that's kind of yeah. they just kind of come back every twenty minutes or so to remind you they're around. Yeah, yeah. Everybody said. All right. Well, I guess Sam Wick Wiki's dead. Yeah, which is which? which uh, that Gizmodo thing they said is Michael Bay petty enough to not like an actor so much that he makes a point to let you know he's dead in his fictional universe? Yes. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. Did they have a big beef? Uh, it was. A, I don't think it was a big beef, but it was like a, a petty little. Did he not want to do swabble. anymore? Was it? What's the deal? Yeah, I think Shia LaBeouf didn't want to do it anymore. Oh, he's like, I'm done. My contract's for three. You can I don't want to quote him, but anyway, he's a weirdo anyway. All right, guys, and with that said, thanks for joining. We're going to record something else special here for our Patreon yeah, people. I'm going to try to. i got to get the baby. Well, I, at least I'm going to put one on the the fun oh, the yeah, show. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That'll go up today with this one. So if you guys want to get the uh, show a day earlier and help support us, we're actually – Did that guy ever call you about the uh, audio equipment? Yes, he's gonna call me back next week. Okay. Um, we we talked a good bit. He gave me the name of some stuff to check out. Cool. He's gonna call me next week with even more information. Nice. Cool. So I'm gonna tell you that squared away. And with that said, we appreciate it. Joe will be back next week as well, and I'm sure we'll have a lot to talk about. And with that said, great tits. Tight dick player.